worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake me up! Oh, wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the oh. with a left hand slam. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. I'm trying to beat my YouTube feed, but I couldn't get it in there in time. But welcome aboard, everybody. This is R&R in the morning. That is Rudy J. I need to mute. And now we have a show in full motion. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? I'm lovely, man. I cannot complain. It's hump day. It is. uh, Morning, Brian. Morning, Rudolph. Morning to all those that have a purpose in life up and moving around on the blessed day. And hey, by the way, let's celebrate us. What are we we celebrating us? Today is National Morning Show Host Day. Oh, I didn't know that existed. Uh, I didn't get the memo. I'm not sure we're in the club yet. How come nobody told us this? We're not uh, supposed to give our own, you know, give ourselves our own flowers. Yeah. Somebody else should have been like, hey, Rudy, just a heads up. Hey, Rob, just a heads up. Tomorrow is National Morning Show Host Day. So and- maybe we put this out on the calendar and this should. So I don't want to, you know, I think the reason we enjoy or would be celebrated is the fact that we come to work. I'm not asking for a day off on National Morning Show Host Day. Oh, no, 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 no. Not never that. But I am looking for maybe a free lunch, a gift card. Have you seen the prizes that are up in the sales room? What? Yeah, see, holy smokes! I didn't see them. I don't want to get into anybody's personal business. No, no, no. We don't. We're not going to do that. um, It's good. It's good to be a a good salesperson. There's some good stuff on that wall. Somebody's going to have good Christmas going on that wall. Yeah, they deserve it, man. It's some stuff they put up with. I can't have imagine. No idea, right? But that's some pretty good stuff. Uh, I knew it was going to be a, today's Wednesday's always a tough day because when you de- when you deal with loss like the Cowboys did, it's very hard to get over what happened and start looking forward. But that's what happens on Wednesdays. We're going to start looking forward as the Cowboys welcome in the uh, New England Patriots. And uh, you brought up in your Sports Center the fact that the uh, hand signals are going to have to be changed because Will Greer and, Ze- and Zeke might be stealing hand signals like a like a Altuve is pitches. I have a feeling that that's more for Greer. Yes. I don't think Zeke's going to be paying you think attention. Zeke's on the Zeke side line going, oh, he gave the bird signal. They're going to go right. Zeke was just like, hey, man, just give me the ball on third and short. <laughs> you know, I know what I got to do on third. Now, Will Greer, you're got to be over there paying attention as third string. You never know when your number's going to be called. You're paying attention. Yeah. You always want to be ready. So that's all for Will Greer. And 
and I'm almost positive that Bill Belichick will cut Will Greer after this game. <laughs> oh, man, do you think he realized? <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, I, let me let me go get him. I want to beat Dallas. You know, I have a pretty good record when Tom was here versus the Cowboys. <laughs> They, you know, the Cowboys beat him like was that C, was that last year when CD did the overtime touchdown? The year before, I think that two, years ago. Yeah, two, two years, years ago. Two years ago. So I don't think I don't think uh, Belichick liked that. <laughs> so, like, hey, you know what? I don't want to lose to the Cowboys again. Let me go get Will Greer. See if I can get some insight. He needs to have a hell of a scout team week. Hell yes. of a scout team week. He looks. He you better look better than Dak. I, I guarantee you, Will Greer is running Dak. Will oh. Greer is Dak this week <laughs> at, at Patriots practice. Almost guarantee he is. Um, you got a new member to the family. Congratulations. Oh, yes, sir. You got I'd a... like to welcome to the Thompson fam, young Avery. Avery is and a that rescue. is not a human. That's she, not a human. No, she is not a human, <laughs> though I will treat her as such. Um, yes, I uh, went and got her from the Humane Society yesterday. Hey, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Every time I've inquired about a dog on social media, I get bombarded by rescue people that say, you better do rescue. You better do rescue. And they, they need it. So, I've, you I've know, gone. props. So is it free? No, no. Oh, it's no, not? You don't no. get to just walk? I uh, would think you should just be able to walk no, in there and, and I, I save them. When I'm rescuing you. When you're there, you get it. Because there's so many. You know, when you're there, you get how did you? Okay, so how did you come about picking the, the, the I, particular I have, rescue? I, I have a rather tried and true method. Okay, let's walk um, through this. The first thing you do is I knew what I was looking for. I was looking for a bigger rescue. But I do want one under, say, eight months. That's, I, I, you know, I'm just not a, an adult dog guy. I want to get one and coach it and mold it and become the dog that all of mine have become. Be the master. So, so right. I go and the first thing I do is I don't want an overeager at nose right at the gate at, when I walk well, in. Well, he or she wants to be saved too, Rob. I know, no, there's, there's something, <laughs> no. I'm not against that because I've just, yeah. the dog that I have fostered over the summer was the dog that would have been with the nose out and just like wiggling and going nuts when you walk by. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not what I'm chasing. Gotcha. I also wanted a female. I, I've had Why? better luck with female dogs. Really? I, I mean, I'm, I, there's fixed. only room for one man in the house. Well, it's not that. There's a, <laughs> there's a, 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 uh, there's a dominance role, um, that, that is unmistakable that I don't want to have to deal with. Um, Makes sense. I've had male dogs, and that's fine, uh, but I've had better luck with uh, female gun dogs than male dogs. That's just me. And, and, I, and this isn't going to be a gun dog or a hunting dog, but my for those that I have had that were brought in are going to be that way. The first test is after I come back around, they do look up, and they never break eye contact. The female. Now, a male dog that, br- will br- that doesn't break eye contact, that's an aggressive dog. If I stare at a dog and it stares back at me, a male puppy, I uh, that's that's more aggressive than I want to deal think so? with. Yeah, that's wow. just my the trait oh, no, 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 as, as a puppy. You, and I could be very wrong. This is just my experience. So then I look at a female that will hold my gaze. And then if I snap and she follows my hand, I got her. That's what I want. And then I pull those out and watch them run around and see how she interacts with me. And then the last test is, can I put her on her back and not have her fight? Will she lay on her back? And not try to wiggle and not try to bite. Well, she just lay on her back and, and stare at me. And she passes you have all the real system. Yeah. And well, I didn't this, know that. <laughs> you got a this real is, system. As, as I was raised to say, this is my first rodeo. Right. So um, with those dogs, I've been successful. So she passed the test and she's going to be the size. And uh, we'll see. Avery, uh, young Avery, four months old, rescue of San Antonio Humane Society. There's so many other ones. How did Avery come about? <laughs> um, I, I had f- I, no. I actually had four in mind. Four names. Okay. Uh, we had Avery. I'm okay. kind of an old school female dog named Pearl. I like Pearl. Uh, Mabel and Hazel. See, we had Honey. I've had a Honey. I've had a Casey. 
I've had a ginger. I've had all the dog names. I've had a sassy. I've had a snowball. I've had a lot of dogs. But uh, that's where we went. So we I had, just, see, I was from Tyler. See, we had honey. We had prissy. Oh, that's we a good had, one. We, we had a prissy. But if prissy cannot be any more than about two pounds, <laughs> yeah. or that needs to be over 70, one or the other. <laughs> what what kind of dog was prissy? Who knows? <laughs> it's we big, don't know little. what prissy was. Yeah, in between. He's a, well, she, she was in between. She was a good dog. Prissy needs to have one of those little bells on and a little doink with a bow on it. We need a pick of the dog, says Becky on YouTube. He uh, has a bunch. I Becky. do. He already has a bunch. So we're sitting out. <laughs> he has a bunch so of picks. You need a shock. You need to have dear friends and close people to give you true insight to what's going on in your life. <laughs> and they'll do it without actually saying anything to you. So, you know, all this morning, I couldn't wait to tell Rudy as I got him, but I waited. I didn't, I didn't say it as he walked in. Um, so I brought it like, Hey, got a dog. And he's like, Oh, I'm being nice. And so we, you know, we're getting ready for the show and then we got everything ready and it's time to go out and just kind of stretch our legs and get ready for the show. So we go out into our courtyard and we're just kind of hanging around and I'm talking about the dog and all this stuff kind of stuff. And he goes, man, uh, uh you really need a grandkid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a dude. This is a dude for now. This is no, a dude for now. Uh, my boys, if you're listening, no, not now. No, we're no, in no right. rush, but, uh, th- this dog's going to get a lot of attention. So um, with that in mind, uh, we're going to give a lot of attention to the Dallas Cowboys today. We get to hear from the uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, Dan wasn't too happy. No, and rightfully so. I like it. I'm here for it. There's a thing about effort that uh, you better provide, Coach uh, DQ, as those that know him like to bring up. We're going to hear from him. Uh, We're going to talk about prep for the Patriots. It is a celebration of us, Rudy and I, so National Morning Show Day. If you want to celebrate us, you can. Yeah, you know we don't we don't ask for much. Just want to you know a little something something. You want to Grubhub us something? Yeah, you know a little something something. We don't. You can't come far in be it for me. You can't come in, but you can have someone bring it. <laughs> and I, I know that for those of you that are up with us right now, that did go to GNR in Texas, went and saw oh, Guns yeah. and Roses last about, night. We got to talk about this. My whole timeline. Was at at that concert, <laughs> man. Oh man! My entire timeline was at Alice in Chains and Guns N' Roses last night, and they went on about six thirty. Did you notice those things start flowing on about six fifteen? Yeah. Well, I, I saw Menix posted that GNR went for three hours, and Alice in Chains, according to Menix, didn't disappoint. But I've never heard Menix say he didn't like oh, the yeah. concert, so I don't know how to oh, take that. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And as the only white male in his fifties <laughs> who did not attend. The Guns did, you and feel, roses. did you have FOMO? I, I, I little legitimately think that I am the only white male <laughs> between the ages of 50 and 60 that was not at the Guns N' Roses show last night. I was it. I'm the only one that didn't go. But see, this that's the topic. But the other topic is, and we'll get to it at some point today, is you were not a fan. No, I wasn't really a GNR dude. That You know what? That to me is more shocking than you not because going. Because now is not the day. Today of all days is not to come up and go. You know what? I don't think they were that good. When I know everybody's <laughs> going to be talking about that show was amazing, and I'm sure it was. And my distaste for the band goes to something far away from the music. But there was a time when I kind of looked down on. Them. I feel like this this should be a uh, sports star TikTok. Oh, as to why Rob does not care for Guns and Roses. Well, I smell a TikTok. What they were kind of signaled something in music to me. I was a snob at that time. I got you. You know what I mean? When you're like young and you think you know all about music and everything that happened before. <laughs> you guys. So that that's where it was. But so no, was Slash there? Of Anybody? course. Okay, but I'm just Slash is sure. Discover Carbohydrates, which makes us all feel good. Yeah. 
Because you expect us. He's had to have buy a bigger hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. And haven't we all at some point in our lives? Hey, we owe you a fine radio show, so that's what we're going to do. We brought in uh, Dr. Jason Garrett to explain to us all of the injuries uh, uh, around the NFL and how they are going to return as we also look toward the NBA season. We'll talk about the NBA and college football. It's coming right around the corner. And Texas fan, you've got a couple of nationals that are on your bandwagon, man. Mm. Hope you're ready for all of this because the letdown is yeah, a lot buddy. more difficult than the rise. Trust me, we got a lot to talk about. Cowboys are looking for a tight end. Whom should they call? We'll talk about it next. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. It's R and R here on the Star. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. We're glad you're with us this morning. Hey, follow your assignments. We do. Listen to our live spots. You'll see what we're talking about. The uh, the Cowboys are in a in an interesting position. Did you see all the uh, power rankings that came out? You know, it's we're going to have our own. Follow us on socials, and you'll see. Um, the Cowboys between four and six in it most power depends rankings. on where you look, right? Yeah, and and primarily because of the defense and fair and a lack of. I'm not going to say ingenuity. I don't think we have enough of a sample. But there's just not a lot of getting open in the red zone. Getting For whatever open, reason, I, play calling. Play calling, ingenuity, play design, whatever it is, there's just not a lot of success there. So you start trying to figure out where, where can we find an answer? Because it's, it's not like we're not putting out our best effort in designing this offense. So I learned from a good friend of mine that worked over that works to this day over at USAA. He said, whenever you run into a problem, you look at three things, people, process, or technology. Those okay. are the three things you dive into. So if I look at, and, and you have to be arrogant as a coach. So if you look at the people, you go, or, or the process, you go, well, it's not me. My play calling's good. And uh, the, we're getting plays in. We're running a lot of plays, and we've got a lot of success. So it's not me. So then let, let's look at the people. And I go, well, wait a minute. I, I might be down a weapon. For sure. I might be down a weapon. Or two. At, or two. So if it's a people thing, what's the people issue? Well, tight end is the one that comes to most people's mind. Because the success Dak has had with Witten right. and Schultz. And we have lived with great tight end play for 20 years. And I could go longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just staying in the Dak era, but yeah. no, for sure. Even, I mean, I mean Romo and Witten, for sure. If, and we go back all Troy the way to and, Troy. Troy and Novacek. And we could go back to Roger and Billy Joe Dupree. The Cowboys have had tight ends worthy of the name their That's entire fair. existence. So when we look at the Cowboys and go, well, what's the problem? Tight end. I mean, we don't have one. We well, we got four, but we don't have one. And and one of the four is Micah Parsons. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. It. It's always been a safety blanket, so it's a little. I'm sure it's a little different now. In fairness to Dak, there's a couple. You know that passes have been dropped, and you know maybe Ferguson isn't as shifty as, as Schultz was, but nonetheless, I mean, you can't. You can't have everything. Sometimes you have to figure things out. Would you rather have a stellar? I'm not talking about Kittle, Kelsey, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. But would you rather have a stellar tight end or a stellar slot receiver? Because if if you can't have it all, i got to start making decisions. Tight end. Tight end, right. In today's NFL, it's it's just become a more prominent position. Mm -hmm. In GMs and owners' eyes, they're more important – by the pay scale than running backs. Now that could be shelf life as well because you know tight end doesn't 
tight end doesn't take the beating that a running back takes. But just when I when I look at you know the teams that have had success, I look at the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. You had Goddard and you had Kelsey. You know, even you know Buffalo. You look at Cincinnati; they had a really good tight end. So when I look at the top teams, they all—I mean, Baltimore. When I look across the league, a lot of these teams have really good tight ends, and the Cowboys had, and they miss each other because Dalton Schultz ain't been Dalton Schultz with mm-hmm. the Texans either. Now, as much as you know, we're we're loving on C.J. Stroud. He, you know, Schultz isn't you know doing what he was doing with Dallas either. J.T. Sanders from Texas, uh, thanks so. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, he's a monster. He is. He's he, a beast. He's, diff- he's different. Um, what? Why can't you? I watched the success of of Kyle, well, the lack of, but let's talk about the physical traits of like Kyle Pitts. Uh, what's the kid that's at Jacksonville now? Oh, uh, Evan, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Uh, Kelsey, T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Kelsey. To some extent, I see these cats and I go, "Why can't I make that?" Why can't I find that bot? Can't I go find myself like a – where's the tallest wide receiver coming out of the NFL with big feet and big ankles? Where's the biggest, tallest guy that I can just put some weight His on? His name is Jake Ferguson. <laughs> no, Jake, Jake, no, Jake's not that. Jake's more of a fullback. You think so? Yeah, I always no, look at Jake I, Ferguson. I'd put him at fullback. If I'd, if I, but that just shows right. what I know. But he's not the – the the athletic big dude like Pitts and Ingram are. I feel like I could make that. Well, the reason and the other reason why this Pitts thing has even come up is because Atlanta is not using him. They use Smith that's, more. They use Smith more than they use Pitts. Now I don't know if that. that's I don't know if that's Pitts' fault. I don't know if it's Atlanta's fault. But the Kyle Pitts experiment in Atlanta has not worked. If you were the Cowboys, and this is in fact true, and I and I have no reason to doubt Slater's account of this. Um, what would you give up for a guy like Pitts? If the Cowboys are truly in the market and you're going to go get a guy of worth, four through six, four through six, and they've been using them, but you know, according to Slater, Falcons want no part of the Cowboys' inquiries. And you know, everything's for sale. I'm just trying to figure out what the price four is through on six. Yeah, I would think it'll cost for a guy like Pitts, who had every kind of trait in the world that we were looking for the modern tight end. You figure fourth is low end. It's just a, he, it's just Pitts is that tweener. That's what I'm looking for. He, that seems a, to be the that, prototype, that, though. Yeah, he's that tweener, and they, they they still haven't figured it out. I feel like that kind of athletic build. There's a, there's some guys out there that really are tweeners at other positions. Because how, when was the last time Kelsey threw a block? I don't. You know what? I do not pay attention to Kelsey well, in the I, run blocking game. I can game, tell so you, I, they I don't know. ain't risking those hands and those shoulders on a chop block. You know? I, yeah, he might lead and be a chip blocker. And then you know, lay a little little something just to slow a dude out, and then head to the flat. But you know, the modern tight end, it ain't about blocking. You go get a fullback for that. Well, the one that does is always hurt because of it. And I speak yes. of Kittle. Kittle's a great run blocking tight end, but he's always hurt. Uh, that's why Kelsey doesn't. <laughs> right. You know, I, but like I, Jimmy Graham when he was in his heyday, we weren't talking about blocking. Uh, Anthony Gates when he was in his heyday, we weren't talking about his blocking. They were just really good tight ends. I, I, hell, I don't even. Schultz really couldn't block. Oh, he was there as a chip guy. Right. Yeah, you're in the way. You're a speed bump. Right. But you're not really a blocker. Now, Witten extended his career because he was. Yeah, I, Witten was a physical yeah, tight end. Witten he was, was old school, though. Yeah. yeah he, he wasn't this new age hybrid tight end. He was there to catch five yard balls, and that was it. And I don't even think, even though, was Tony, I can't remember, did Tony Gonzalez block? No. I think Tony Gonzalez blocked. That's what you're talking about—a power forward in the NFL, in NCAA. He was not there for physical contact. 
Now, he, again, I'm not saying they never block. I'm not, but I'm also saying you don't power power eye but toward I, the, that tackle tight end combo. Right. You just don't because that, that's, and if you're not going to do that, design your offense like you don't have a blocking tight end and use them like that weapon that seems to be the modern idea of what the tight end should be. Yeah, that's fair. But again, I, I don't know if they need them yet, just yet. Again, I don't think it's time for the Cowboys in this whole red zone fiasco to panic. I wouldn't hit the panic button yet, but when I, when you look at the numbers and you look at their 40% conversions, touchdown conversion at 27 in the league, okay, yes, there's definitely concern, but I, I wouldn't panic just yet if I was Jerry and Steven. I think, uh, Sal, again, thanks for jumping in on our uh, YouTube feed. Uh, David and Joku, I think fits. The Cleveland prototype. likes him, though. Yeah, he fits the prototype they of what paid, I'm talking about. They gave about. him a bag. Yes, yeah. so I would love to get him, but why pay that much? But right. what, what I'm talking about is that kind of guy that could have been a defensive end, could have been a college power forward, maybe a really big wide receiver if you added some weight to him or less. But the thing about it is, I feel like they thought all caps Ferg would be that guy, and he's just not. Yeah, he's not. Well, I yeah, fell fast, man. <laughs> I mean, if he's not what you want, go get what you want. Is my attitude here, right? I mean, and and but I, I don't know why the why when Jane Slater reaches out to her Falcon sources, they're so demonstrative about no to Kyle Pitts when the guy they've paid the top ten paid tight end on that team is not Pitts; it's right. Smith. So I, I don't know why she That's, got such a demonstrative response from the Falcons. Well, I, don't I guess to drive up the drive up the the yeah. the, the pick. Right, I'm, I'm gonna tell Jane Slater for sale. Oh uh, yeah, have a call. I got all kinds of issues in my own locker room. I, that's the last thing I need. But right. that doesn't mean he ain't. Huh, call me on the side. Right, make an offer. Everything's for sale. Hey, coming back, uh, the the uh, lead on my uh, rundown says, "Duh." Hey, the New England Patriots, <laughs> led by the spy master that is Bill Belichick, are. Uh, Bringing two of former Cowboys who might know the play calls. Let's talk about prep for the New England Patriots next as the Cowboys prepare for a game that you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star, your home for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back doing what we do best. That's Cowboy Talk, R&R on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. One show a day keeps the doctor away. This is R&R in the morning. Top of the morning to all. He's having an apple and healthy living is what we like to talk about over here. Trying. I am Rob Thompson. He is Johnny Appleseed, Rudy J. And on the other side of the double-paying glass, the fan of the Milwaukee Brewers, the NL Central's Admittance into the uh, baseball playoffs. Congratulations. Third time in six years. Yeah, baby. God. It right. took a drop in the, in the outfield <laughs> by a Cub for you to vault yourself into the of playoffs. Of course but the you Cubs help somebody else win. That's the best way to go, man. Step on the neck of a Cub fan as you step into the playoffs. I'm fine with that. You know, I was in, I was in Chicago one time, and I was down on that pier, Navy yeah, Pier yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, and... Uh, out of nowhere. Whoa. I was like, when I turned to one of the guys that was working on the panel, like, what was that? He goes, oh, that's a Packer game. You can hear it over the lake. 
No way. It's seriously. Seriously. Wow. Damn. Well, it wasn't the Bears. <laughs> I don't even know what year it was, but I oh, know it was back the in the early 80s. This is a. Yeah, I, now I'll tell you this. When I went last August to Chicago, I fell in love. Again, that was in the it's summer. A good city. In the summer. Unheralded. I don't want to live there in the winter, but in the summer, I fell in love with Chicago in August. Good food. Craving some pizza. I don't know Man. if I want deep dish. Uh, deep dish is the most overrated thing to ever it's touch lasagna a plate. with dough in it. Yeah. I, 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 deep dish. I'm, give, give me the New York style. I, I want to fold my pie. You think that round table pizza got some New York style? I bet I they do. I think so. I, I think they've they got a little bit of something. Joe, you know, Joe's not a carb guy, but I'm sure he, he's fasting. He's oh. going to have him a few slices see, Friday. If, see, pizza carbs don't count. No, they don't. They, they, see, no, they, they don't. They don't. Uh, Roundtable Pizza will be hosting Joe Reinagle for a party on Friday. From 2 to 6, go join Joe at Roundtable Pizza out on 410, 842 Northwest Loop 410. Uh, they're going to be celebrating a one-year party with uh, all the things that they do greatly. Pizza, wings, garlic twists, and all the beer. That's right. They got it all. Uh, they got an inflation buster special. Uh, buy an XL specialty pizza and get one free medium one-topping pizza. Plus, Gunslingers Six Shooters are, are making an appearance from five to six. That's the uh, the uh, squad that uh, nice. preps them along as the nice. Gunslingers announced a step up. They are in the big leagues in the uh, really in the uh, arena league world. Yeah, they they're going up in class, the biggest weight class. That's every weekday. They have happy hours. That's uh, Roundtable Pizza, eight forty two Northwest Loop four ten. Join Joe there today. Joe and Jason will be out at uh, Texas Cheer Liquor, liquor over off, off Calabria, right? That's number yeah, number nine. Number Calabria, nine, Calabria Common Shopping Center. Great samples, great time. You, you think uh, uh, Dan Quinn and Marty Schottenheimer, those those uh, coordinators? Brian, don't put Marty over there. Uh, that's, that's the a, ghost wow, of Marty. Where did that come from? Damn, Shoddy. Well, I'll just stick with Shoddy. That involved yeah, the entire family. There we go. Uh, Shoddy and Quinn, the coordinators of those Dallas Cowboys, have some uh, answers to come up with. Offensively, there are red zone issues. Defensively, there are rush stopping issues. And as the team gets ready to play the Patriots, there might be a signaling issue. As Zeke and Will Greer know all of our secrets, man. All of them. I know Will does. Zeke, I'm not sure. <laughs> the last time Zeke was a Cowboy, he was playing center. So listen, maybe he does know a few. Listen to Shoddy. As he has to prep an offense with a with a quarterback you spent a lot of time with, understands his playbook. Yeah, we're always aware of it. Um, you know, those are things that we monitor every week, but certainly we know Will knows where a lot of the bones are buried. Zeke obviously does as well. So those are things you talk about. Um, and you think about, okay, let's adjust this one. Let's, we, we certainly have more than one hand signal for most of our core concepts. Uh, and sometimes, babe, as you know, you can use it to your advantage because they think that they know what's coming and they hear something, they think, oh, hey, it's this, and we're smart enough to adjust those things. So, um, again, everybody does it. You get a player that's been somewhere, you bring them in, you talk to them about different <laughs> things. What do you know? Uh, and then you're very selective about how much you put into it. And so uh, – Again, excited to see Will. It'd be great to see him, but uh, I'm sure he's definitely being interrogated and uh, uh, probably uh, spending a lot of a lot of late nights with their defensive coaching staff. So if I hear Omaha, what do I do? I my question here, Rudy, is why is this still a thing? What's that? This threat of stealing plays, stealing hand signals, stealing pitches—it's real. It is real. So let's just admit to the fact that we're going to try to do everything we can to steal stuff. At the same time, just because I know somebody's going to try to rob the bank doesn't mean I just leave the vault open. 
<laughs> no. They're going to try to rob it anyway, so I don't want them to ruin the door. I'm just going to leave the vaults open. Why don't we just put it on the radio and let them talk to their quarterback all the way up to the snap count, like literally to the point of play, so yeah, I don't have to I, worry about that. Yeah, I, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not. I just won't use hand signals that day. And I don't. They. I don't. I don't see them using them that much anyway. I don't. They don't use the big cards like college. But the problem is, you know, and I, this should. goes. This goes all the way back to 2002. So it's some time ago. But Bill Callahan did not do that with the Raiders when they played Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay was like, like we know, because you know, <laughs> Coach Gruden. Coach Gruden preparing Tampa, and he's like, hey, if you hear this, they'll do this, and if you see this, they're going to do this. And lo and behold, first quarter, Tampa Bay's like, wait a minute. They didn't change. They didn't change the names or the hand signals. And, of course, the Raiders end up getting blown out. John Gruden wins a a Super Bowl. So, ever since then, I don't think anybody's made that mistake, though. Like, you got to be pretty – you shouldn't have a job if you're not doing that. I agree. So, if we know – I don't know why that's a thing either. If we know – you know, my very first training camp that I went to for the Texans, Bill O'Brien was still the coach. It was, you know, he's young in the coaching. He just kind of, it was like a second, third year, this 2016. And uh, the hotel that we were staying at is right by the Texans complex. But Oves would rent out an entire floor or at least an entire side of the hotel or the Texans would to make sure that no one would come and spy on their practices. And I thought at that point, all right, we've gone too far. No, what you thought, what you should have thought is, Wow, this is what you and Belichick were doing. Yes, that's exactly that's what, that's, it. Only the total cheaters are worried about being cheated on. <laughs> it's so true. That's why Bill O'Brien did that. Because he's like, dude, I know what we were doing. So if we know that, if you know that there are guys on the other side that whose only and sole job is to have binocs and going, well, he gave the middle finger there. That's a draw. That kind of stuff. Why don't we just legislate that away and go, you know, this is stupid. Let's just use what the technology you have available and not have to worry about that. Yeah, only baseball still still, Even, still signs. And I say the same thing about baseball. If what, we know it's going on, and they're always going to try, we'll just make it part of the game instead of the unwritten rule. <laughs> I'm fine with it, man. Again, this isn't, you know, I guess I was Laufenberg that asked Brian that question. Because he calls babe. So I guess I, I I get the question, but I think that goes without saying that McCarthy and Shoddy were going to change the play calls. And, and you know, because, again, there's there's some things I'm yes. sure Will went down a whole list. If you hear Dak say this at the line, this is what to look for. But then, you know, if you've been doing something for, I don't know, since April. Yeah, you fall back into habits. Will everybody remember well, you know, I'm speaking to the Cowboys now. You kind of yes. throw a monkey wrench in their progress, in their process. Oh, no. I, you know the new call? Like yeah, the, you do. If it's normally sports star, and, you know, we go ahead and switch it up and say, get up. No, but it's stress. You no, know? No, you've been, it, you know, it's one of those things. In basketball, it's the same thing. You know, when, when you, you learn play calls, you're, you're standing right next to the coach when they make play calls. Right. So you're stealing signals and, and calls from coaches too yeah this goes without saying this is in every sport so i know that we were always accustomed to changing play calls it wasn't it wasn't that crazy now granted it's never as intricate as an nfl play call no no but there you're you've stressed it and you're pros i don't think that's the issue 
it's more about the, the the seeking for weakness, the looking for the weak link in the chain. You just feel like the, the Patriots and Belichick would be the type to find a, a an upset intern and interview him overnight. You know, yeah, that and kind again, of stuff. I, I fully expect like, Will Greer to be cut Tuesday morning. True. Day off. On the day off. You getting for Will Greer is getting fired on the day off. He's not going to be a Patriot after next Tuesday. Uh, he has one purpose. Beat the Cowboys and then beat it. Did you see where you talk about stressful environments? Um, Brady's lost 10 pounds awesome. from leaving the NFL, got all the stress of the NFL. He's lost weight. Wow. I think he got, he's just trying to get TV lean. Like, he's, he's, bachelor, to, he's bachelor lean. He's bachelor lean. That's, and then you got your ex wife saying that yeah. she was barely surviving when she was married to you. Like, damn, Giselle, surviving? Now I'm living with your Taekwondo instructor? <laughs> Nothing makes me happier. We all had a chance. Well, nothing makes me happier that even Tom Brady got an ex that's going, you yeah. were my, you were my problem. <laughs> you weren't my answer. You were my problem. I know, because everything seems so perfect in this world. Yes. It just lets you know, man. The grass ain't always greener. It's, it's greener where you water it. Hey, NF, the NFL, the National Football the, League, what? I, I has been that. put in its place by 13-year-old Swifties. Listen to the numbers that the Swift effect has brought to the NFL. We will tell you that next. It's R&R, and you're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. The Tri-County Meat Market. It is my meat market. Make it yours. Good morning, everybody. Jay Semenix from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. We'll talk Cowboys with James Slater at 5. Bob Alou will be by to talk about the Longhorns as we broadcast live from Texas Cheer Liquor number 9 at Calabra Commons, 1604 and Calabra. And you know we're at Texas Cheer number 9. That means Rudy J is going to stop by, and you can ask Rudy in person. Dude, your Bears are underdogs to the Broncos at home after they gave up 70? You know what? You need to stop by Texas Cheer, man. Samples. You know what? This is getting out of hand. Like, Pledge did a ticky-tock yesterday, taking shots at the Bears. Joe's been taking shots at the Bears for a week and a half on his promos. Now here comes Jason Minnix. Like, y'all have no one else to kick? You have no one else to kick? That's just it. Would you rather be pitied? No, I don't want to be pitied. I don't want to be pitied, and I could take it. See, this is the good part about it. This is why sometimes it's good to stay a fan because at some point it turns around, and you can remember this. But again, I I, I told you. What, what do you mean, like keep receipts? You, well, you keep, <laughs> yeah, or trademark that. Yeah, dude, you don't want to you don't want to have to pay Dion. If you're, uh, if you're not sure what we're talking about, real quick, yeah. Dion has filed trademarks on uh, three different sayings: "Ain't nobody care." Okay. F around and find out, which he don't even curse, but okay. Well, it's literally F. Oh, it's just it's F. literally okay, the letter gotcha. F. So yeah, and then uh, we keep receipts. He has trademarked that. Can you or trademark tra- no, those things? I don't think you can trademark a couple of these things. You can't pull words. <laughs> what's known as common parlance. You right. can't just pull words out of nowhere and say, "Well, I put them in this order," like no one has ever done before. And when you hear those, you should only think of me. That's basically when you trademark it. So I don't think you're going to get it, but I, I appreciate that. So uh, going in that direction, the. The, the spotlight of the sports world certainly has been on Dion, But as he went down to utter defeat to Oregon, so rose the Swifties. As the Swifties paid attention to the NFL, the numbers, it's it's humbling. I think the, I think the NFL, who's no, riding they love pretty... It. Well, I, no, they love the, the riding the wave. But if you're Roger Goodell, 
And you are the captain of this billion and billion and billion dollar entity where you can call up another country and say, you know what? We're bringing our game. Guess what? And everybody lays down a red carpet and they know what's coming. It's like uh, the movie Concussion where he said they own a day of the week. Yes. It's hard to bring them down. They own a day of the week. And Taylor Swift shows up and the the numbers are mind boggling. We told you yesterday. In, a, in an awful game. That's the thing. It wasn't like they played Buffalo and it was overtime, Rob. It wasn't like he was playing Joe Burrow. <laughs> they were beating the Bears down. And a lot of people got to see it. The the numbers. Fox broadcast the Chiefs and the Bears drew 24.3 million viewers. The most watched game of the week. Top many of the key female demographic categories. While overall numbers are down in the late afternoon week three, they weren't. And that Green Bay game came down late. The Tampa Bay game that night grew 26 million, just a few more. Uh, their podcasts through the roof, that, that Kelsey podcast, is now oh, number yeah. one in the podcast Really? World. Yes. Data from Roku TV shows that the, the Chiefs Bears earned a 63% share, a share, an increase. Yeah. And that jacket that Travis Kelsey wore sold out. Sold out. That, the, that the tie-dyed Swifties. looking weird jacket yeah, sold out. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> the world is not what I thought it was. You're on R and R in the morning, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake me up! Oh, wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand oh. slam. I want some rafting. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. This is R&R in the morning. He is Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E, our resident Milwaukee brewer, celebrating Man. today and driving this boat. Hey, they're champs. All right. Three out of the last Well, six I'm years. from San Antonio. We don't count division titles. And well, you do until Milwaukee you get, does. Yeah, yeah you, you, you do have no you choice. Something else. You have no choice. But, you know, finishing up on the Swifty, so you see these, Rob. The YouTubers, if you're not. Oh, those New Balances, yes. So now they're going for three. Look at this. Look how long I've had these. Hey, respect. That's the model. I've had these. You're wearing the model, I've had these for over a year and a half. Now, the ones that she has are are sold out. What are the numbers? What's that? They're uh, 550. The 550s? 550. They're sold out, and now the resellers are selling them for over 300. Keep in mind, this is an $80 shoe. (laughs) But Taylor Swift wore, and first of all, she wore the worst ones. Those Those are terrible, but she had to match. She was wearing Chiefs gear, so she wore the white, red, and black ones. I get it, but they're the worst, the worst colorway. So you think her stylist didn't really? I mean, I get it. She wanted to be comfy. She's in the suite, standing up, fake cheering. Well, she I didn't get pick it. that out. Her stylist <laughs> went and grabbed all that stuff. Yeah, but now you know, New Balance is having a boom. So she, you know, Kelsey's jacket sells out. New Balance can't keep five fifties in. I'm sure the jacket she wore off the shoulders gone. The Swifties, man. But now I saw a sign in Philly, the Philly and um, Tampa game, that said, we got the only Swift 
and Kelsey that matter, DeAndre Swift and Jason Kelsey. <laughs> He's ripping seven a carry. <laughs> yeah, we got the real Swift and Kelsey in Philly, that, according to Philly fan. The, uh, the Jets continue to search or try to figure things out. We talked yesterday Lord. about Joe Namath. Joe Namath, the old man who's allowed to say whatever he wants. The, yeah, uh, I'm fine with Joe Namath. Turns out they got a letter from Cap. Colin Kaepernick had a, a lovely letter uh, uh, requesting an attempt to get on the practice squad. Um, ordinarily, I'd be in. You know, what are you doing? But if I'm the Jets, I don't understand why they say no. Why, why, what on earth do you have to lose at this point? I, look, he, he can't. Look, they they brought in Trevor Simeon. Okay? <laughs> okay, so right, you know what I mean. It can't so, it can't get any worse than that. It's worth a look, right? I can't. I Im- mean, and if he comes in and he's just been away from the game way too long and it just don't work, then you send him back home. But he he said he didn't come in. He didn't say in the letter, uh, "I should come in to be a starter." He was very uh, respectful to Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers' injury. It was like a really lengthy letter, I, you know. I, I never know when Cap is really trying to get back in or when he's got some exactly. merch coming out. So call him on it. Yeah. So let me see. I, I don't. The word I know. RG three said, you know, the last time he t- contacted a team, the team told him, "Look, I think you can still play, but when you come in, you're a distraction to my backup." That is so. A true I, statement. I, I, I so whatever. I, it's a good excuse. But in this situation, the defense is mad at Robert Sala. <laughs> People are cussing Zach Wilson out on the sideline. Joe Namath is putting on makeup and coming on television telling you Zach Wilson sucks. He told you your GM sucks. It's already a huge distraction. Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee saying, hey, we got to stick together. The distraction is already there. (laughs) Take a, a page from the Jerry Jones Circus. And just invite the fame, invite the fire. It can't get any. I mean, you can't fall off the floor. You know, yes. When that little thing says "break glass in case of emergency," it's, it's here. It's here. Break the glass. Bring I, in. I don't cap. see. I don't see how it look. I don't see how it look hurts. I would have. I would have open. Tra- I'd have the Jets fantasy camp right now. Trevor Simeon, Rob, come in here. What have we got to lose? And who knows? It could be the greatest story ever written. You bring in Cap. To back up Aaron Rodgers, it's the stuff of legend. It is the stuff that would make movies. Keep in mind, <laughs> they're all all worldwide receiver. Garrett Wilson last year said that Joe Flacco threw a better ball. Uh, so Wilson's been trying to get Zach Wilson out of there for quite some time. You brought up a Rod, uh, a Rod, Aaron Rodgers coming up on McAfee. Uh, were you surprised to hear from Rodgers so quickly? No, given the situation, Aaron loves himself. <laughs> And Aaron loves to see himself all over first take, all over get up, all over R and R in the morning. It is National Morning Show host day, yes. so thank you, uh, Morning Show host. This isn't it. It's a fun gig, and we love it. But it ain't easy when that alarm clock goes off at three in the morning. But you know, Aaron Rodgers loves himself. I'm not shocked. And not only that, like, hey, McAfee. Now, I know you're getting Nick Saban now, and you're getting all these cool guests. But you remember who got you that 85 million, and you gonna have me on with my boot on. Aaron's like, don't forget about me. I got you that job. Do you think in the grand scheme, him coming out and saying, hey, stay, hang together, don't point fingers, you, you, you're the one that's saying don't point fingers and hang together? It's you. You. Do you think that helps? Yeah. Okay. He's still the leader of that team. All right. No? There's some Green Bay Packers going, yeah, hang together, don't point fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, yeah, listen to him. Speaking of, tomorrow yeah. night. 
What's tomorrow night? Aaron Rod. I mean, the Green Bay oh, Packers yeah. taking on that DeAndre Swift. The well, story of the league. Well, the, oh, well, former, the former place. Former, yeah, Jared Goff. Jared Goff versus Jordan Love. Did you have you seen the uh, video of him laughing at himself after oh, his who? touchdown celebration? Sw- who? Uh, Goff. No, it's pretty funny. I, I, I'm appreciating what he has become. I like Jared Goff now. Sometimes it takes a while for the light bulb to go off and for the game to slow down. Everybody done hit the ground running, and clearly Jared Goff's gotten to that point. So, yeah. Oh, look, the Jets are a dumpster fire. Why not bring in Colin Kaepernick? Why not? What Again, you're bringing – so because Trevor Simeon's been on 30 teams in the last six years, he's more qualified. I mean, he's the same thing. It can't be any worse. And to extrapolate it even further. And it, it's no more distraction than what you already have now. Are you of the mind that this season is done? For the Jets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you are, then oh, yeah. I understand the path you're taking right now. But what if path you, is that? <laughs> uh, to uh, Tell me. To, to talk to, to me, Siri. The, the Deion Sanders F around and find out. Oh, gotcha. They are, they're on a path to, to imminent destruction. Yes. I mean, they, they are. Uh, but this is a team that was designed with even a half-assed quarterback, to get to the playoffs, if not even further, right? So if you're up oh, yeah, the line... They, they, the people were talking Super Bowl before the Achilles. Then go the hell and get Kirk Cousins. Go the hell and get Taney Hill. Go the hell and do something. Don't wait this out. Either you are destined to run it back next year and not spend another freaking penny, which is what I think is where they're at right now, if you're bringing in Trevor Simeon. Ugh. Or... And tell the truth, like, well, we're going to play this thing out and and stop having Jet fans spitting chiclets on the sideline. They're so furious. Poor dude. And let them know, look, man, there is no hope for this well, see, year. this is the thing. With the Vikings thing, who they, they've yet to win a game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've they, got their own if issues. Their, if their season stays on this path, since we're talking about pass and they just can't get over the hump and it looks like they're going to miss the playoffs – you you'll be able to get Cousins right at the trade deadline. See, their season has to go. Is, their season has to go in the tank before they give up but on the Cousins. The problem with that is, by the time you get to the trade deadline, your season's, your season's done. Up, right, but yeah, you're right about that. So either you're in it to win it or you're not. But admit to your fans who are obviously going through this breakdown, which I would be too. Yeah, considering everything they did in the off season. Uh, we ain't got Kyle, we ain't got Lazar, we ain't got Aaron Rodgers, we paid Quentin Williams. Yeah. I mean, you're it's, in it. It's, it's disappointing. But, again, I'm a Bears fan, so I don't feel bar- sorry for anybody. Either a Jeff band or you ship. kiss my ass. Like, y'all, what, welcome to the club. It, it, it sucks down here, don't well, see, it? see, the Bears, they ain't trying to do anything crazy. <laughs> right. They're like, you know what? It's going to be next year, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> now, we don't know who's going to be quarterback, but it's going to be next year before anything good happens. Is that like that movie platform? You know, there's a bunch of food, and then as the platform just goes down, <laughs> by the time it gets to the Bears and Jets, it's just skin and bones left on the on, on the on the plate. So that's where that's where you are. Did you finish that movie? Yeah, I did. I started. You didn't. I, I I didn't finish it. Oh, that was a a lockdown movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was one of those lockdowns you give any movie a shot. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I did get through three episodes of Linus, and I'm enjoying it. I told you. Good series. It's a solid series. Top notch all the way oh, around. Oh, yeah. Cousins does have a no trade clause, which is stupid. They're all in three. He'll, he'll happily join this party. I can't imagine that Cousins wouldn't go, yeah, I'm down. Why would you want to go there? Why, Why would, would I, I want to yes? stay here? My life is done here.
But dude, the Jets. Do you see how you got fans that spit their teeth at you? <laughs> no, man. I, Are I don't, you kidding me? Kirk Cousins rides over the the hill. The the cavalry arrives only they to have Aaron take your job next year when he's I ain't worried about next year. For a year, Kirk Cousins becomes the savior of New York, and anything he does looks better. Anything you complete a Look pass. That. I do like that. I do like that. I do like that, Kirk. Hey, uh, uh, not that we are here to beg or pat ourselves on the back, but it, it is National Morning Show Day, a day that I have been celebrating for nearly an hour and 14 minutes, a day that Rudy and I have earned Congratulations! we didn't even know exists. Yeah, congratulations, Rob, Edwin. So if you'll flood your social media, do us this service. If you will get on whatever platform you prefer, whether you're an Xer, an Insta, a Facer, whatever it is. Yeah, tell us you ticker, love us. Just say, happy morning show day and, and tag SA Sports Star and uh, Rudy and I. Uh, if you will do that, I'm going to beg for this all morning long because I didn't even know this was a holiday. But if it is, we tell need to make, a, make it known. Yeah, tell us. Email our bosses. Tell us. Tell them how much you love us. They'll YouTube. Yeah. yeah, you can do hit it on the up. socials. Don't yeah. notice a bump. Yeah, hit us up. So uh, please, anybody who's listening, and if you're on the social medias, let's make this a real thing. Let's I'm make down. this across the city as we celebrate those of us who set an alarm and get up early and drink way too much coffee. Yeah, my body clock is screwed for y'all. Yes. Yes. I'm taking naps at 11 in the morning like I'm an old man. It's National Morning Show Day, and we will celebrate appropriately. Hey, Dr. Jason Garrett's going to be here in about an hour or so. We're going to look at the Cowboys' injuries as they head into New England. Uh, we're going to hear from the coordinators. Shoddy has some things to say, and Dan Quinn, he ain't happy. There was an effort problem. We're going to hear from that as well. And did the Houston Texans finally, finally get it right? I read something yesterday, Rudy. Yeah. They're saying that C.J. Stroud is already the most accurate quarterback in the history of your Houston Texans. This is ridiculous. You know, you got James Pledger doing TikToks about C.J. Stroud. Last I checked, you're still one and two, bro. You're still one and two. You're still gonna live. You're still gonna go five and twelve. Like, what are we doing TikToks about a five and twelve team for? I'm not making TikToks about how good the Bears are. I can't. But you get it. The future's so bright. We gotta wear shades. Hold on tight. It's R and R. You're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to R and R. Here on San Antonio Sports Star. Happy National Morning Show Day. Uh yeah, it's a it's a wonderful holiday. One that we've been celebrating for nearly uh an hour and twenty one minutes now. So didn't know it was a thing. Should we be off like Labor Day? You would think. I'm confused. We kinda laughed at the uh the celebration of individual days. What was it last week? What was the holiday that was so weird that brought this thing up? Well, it was I don't know what it was. That it was so silly. Uh, and now I, I got on a list where you get the emails of what day it actually is, as every morning show yeah. host does. That's right. one of the things that we do. That, Yesterday was National Pancake Day. So a I'm fine a pancake day. guy. Did you celebrate in the appropriate manner? No, I didn't, man. It's too early in the week to be but carbo loading like that. One of the ones that Dr. Torres um, taught me, you can make pancakes basically out of bananas. A little bit. Of oh, water. yeah. My wife used to make me banana pancakes. You can also do sweet potato pancakes, protein. 
Did, pancakes. I, 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 I've done sweet potato, and I do like them, but I, I know you want, didn't. Yeah, I, know you, I, I, didn't I don't. I'm not a sweet potato guy, yeah. but I'll do. But my my wife used to make the banana ones, which were really good. It's crazy how they turn out the way they do. Actually, yeah, pretty good. You would have never thought. It's actual, protein in them. They, they're they're pretty good. It's also National Corned Beef Hash Day. Uh, overrated. You like corned beef hash? Like I, I feel like only about the time I'm eat corned beef hash, I'm like on my way to Tyler, and I'm passing through. Athens, Texas, and I'm like, oh, you know, the, the specialty is corned beef hash, but I'm not driving around San Antonio and stopping somewhere well, I, for corned beef hash. I, I like it, actually, but I think that's like a meal from the past. It's yeah, like, a, like we're not in, a, in front of a campfire in the Western. Yeah, we don't eat that anymore. No, I, we used to. I now ride a horse. Uh, I, I, I feel like to. it's a ride a horse meal. Yeah, that's, my, that's something my grandmother made. Is that stereotypical of corned beef hash? Am I corned beef no, hash hating? I don't know. That's just it, well. I I can tell you, you. You hear corned beef hash and you think that's country poor. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what I. That's what I. My grandmother used to make that for me. I don't remember. And it was from the meat left over from the night before. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just some stuff thrown together. We yeah. don't. I don't think anybody knows what it is. I don't think it's beef. It's just meat. I don't know. Now it's I've had meat a couple product. Of, yeah, corned beef hash is disgusting. Gold. It's actually actually also a National Chocolate Milk Day. Who drinks chocolate milk over the age of seven? Well, that's it. I, although I do like it. I don't now, dislike see my, chocolate milk. My four-year-old will get a happy meal with a chocolate milk, which is weird to me. Well, then when you're a child, milk. But she's lactose, so I don't know oh. why she continues to drink it. Well, I did that for a long time. You, you, you learn that the hard way. But she's reverse lactose. Like, she gets stopped up. Like, no, up here. like constipated. Oh, that gets it up Yeah, now. I'm like, ugh. That's no fun. No. Uh, but it is National Chocolate Milk Day, and if you're not making drinking it actually out of a brown carton, it's hard to, I, like, see, to go mix your own chocolate milk. That's way too much work for me. Yeah, you see, you went old school cafeteria with the with the carton milk. Well, that's the last the time bit. I think I had chocolate milk, to be and, quite and, frank. And that's what, that should have been the last time you had it. Well, I mean, milk's a healthy dish. Is it? Or you drink oat milk? No. Or See, almond milk or we've coconut had milk this discussion. Those are not milks. Those what are juices. Almond milk? It's milk. It's a Rob. juice. Almond milk. Milk coconut by milk. definition is a mammalian production. It is not squeezed, pressed. My wife puts coconut milk in her coffee. She puts coconut juice. <laughs> it's milk. It's, it's white. You can call it milk. It ain't milk. There's no such thing as coconut juice. Well, they just gave the name. So to milk something means to what? Squeeze its thingies. That's to juice a berry. or No, you squeeze the, the cow's yes, thingies. Yes, a, 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 a teat. A, a, yeah, that thing. That's to milk something. So you can't Are you milk milking a, an almond? Are you milking a coconut? A soy? It's a name. You know what? It I, you know what? Me. You're, you, 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 Call I feel like is. you're onto something, but I don't want to go there. As with the, you. I don't as think the you proud are. son of a, a grandson of a dairy farmer. It ain't milk. You can call it what you want. That's like me coming up and you know what this stuff is. We're gonna now call this stuff cheese. I know it has nothing to do with cheese, but we're gonna call it cheese. It's not milk, it, but it looks like milk. It's not milk. It's it's juice. So, I feel like you're onto something, but I feel like you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I kind of agree with you, but no. Anyway, I know there's coconut you water, Rudolph. It's a good so, hangover you remedy. You sound so much like my wife. Oh. I, I, I don't know what you're saying, but I feel like it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I 
as does yeah that's a very wife that's a wife statement it is in fact that celebrate national morning host day the appropriate way hug somebody as judd ashmore used to say make you feel good but it is our day and we are going to celebrate appropriately uh you know how you celebrate the right way is head over to texas cheerleaker amen they're gonna be out there today yeah texas cheerleaker number nine calabra commons shopping center from 2 p.m to 6 p.m some great tastings and you get to see jason and joe which is be wrong own, about football. I mean, who who doesn't want to listen to them be wrong about football for four hours? And Jason go on and on about about how good Guns N' Roses and Alice in Chains was. Go pick up an icy cold beverage, an adult beverage of your like, and remember it's National Crush a Can Day. So if it's canned, crush it and celebrate the day that should be set aside only for us, as it's National Morning Show Day. Coming back, the Cowboys continue to try to make Dak's life easier. Find somebody who loves you so much that they will give you every life hack possible to make your day go easier on Sundays. That's what the Cowboys are doing, and we're talking about it next. It's R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. The Blitz is live today at Texas Cheer Liquor Number 9. That's Calabra and 1604. Come out and see us. We'll be talking Longhorn football with Bob Ballou and Jane Slater will give us the latest on the Dallas Cowboys and how they recover from that loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Fellas, do you know what today is? It's hump day. What? See, you can celebrate that day with everybody else. We have our own day, Joe. It's National Morning Show Day. I don't think there's a National Drive Time Show Day. I don't think they're worthy of celebration. No, I mean, who can do it? Avery... Your new puppy could do a drive time. I, I afternoon. I mean, all you got to do is look good on you camera, turn, right? You turn on the rate. You just, you know, turn on the hit the record button. You're good to go. And just start reading headlines. We have to be ingenuitive. We have to entertain. We yeah, have no to get sound up. and no breaking news. So you guys, yeah, you get to you're talking to Jane Slater and you're talking about the football and you're talking to all those people. We can't even get they don't even wake up for us. No, I'm a Swifty. Yes, I am a Swifty. We're all Swifties. It's a Swift world, and we're just living in it. She is carrying the NFL through. Uh, yesterday was the, was the day we hear from the coordinators. And uh, the Cowboys offense, while being very effective, I mean, they're moving the ball. Between the 20s, they're, they're the best in the league. And I think, you know, uh, while we mock and have good reason to uh, complain about uh, red zone efficiency, They've been in a red zone an awful lot. They had, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about opportunity. 20, 20 plays in the in the Cardinal red zone this past Sunday. Uh, 20. 20. 20. Shot talked about uh, the red zone efficiency and the effort to get things uh, in order. I think the red zone bottom line is we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, if you put yourself in third down and long in the red zone, it's hard. And so... I think that's where we got to look, and we got to find a way of winning first and second down down there. Uh, too many third and longs, and so what happens is you get shell defense, or you get where they play soft umbrella, they try to make you throw the ball underneath, and um, and that's kind of hard. So uh, a big emphasis for us is going to be getting ahead of the sticks uh, down in the red zone. Um, that's throwing the football, running the football efficiently, and then you know in terms of you know playing above the two point three. You know part of red zone football is scrambles. And I didn't think we did a great job reacting, and and our spacing what? wasn't great in that regard. So, yeah. uh, starts with me having to coach it better, make those opportunities show up. Um, but uh, we're excited about the chance to get back to work, and we know that uh, we did so many good things. But man, you know, that, that, that we should have been able to punch a couple of those those uh, touchdowns in. 
uh, shoddy offensive coordinator for your Dallas Cowboys yesterday, speaking to the Dallas Cowboys radio network. What is he talking about We didn't do a, when he talks about scrambling? Above 2.3. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. We heard postgame immediately from Dak talking about moving his feet. There's some opportunities he didn't take advantage of, and obviously Fair. that's been a point of reference. Above Since 2. McCarthy th- got there. Yeah, and right. he talked about it. I, I should have used my feet a couple more times, and we heard uh, Shoddy say that as well. The above 2.3, I take that to mean you're 2.3 seconds. You drop back, two checks, yes. go. Two checks, go, baby. Look, man, you uh, – If my QB don't want to run, my QB don't want to run. I can't make him. No, but I and think I, he wants he had, to. And he had a look. If my bone came out of my leg, <laughs> true. Like <laughs> my bone, if my bone popped out of my skin, I had a compound fracture. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit more, you know, selective on when I take off and run. That's just the way it is. I, I'm, I'm forever traumatized now. I know you say, well, Rudy is football, but damn it, it ain't your bone. Yeah, but would I be wrong if I was shoddy and said, but yeah, you don't sling it like Brady. You got to run. It wouldn't be wrong, but it'd be controversial. And then you got it would cause a you know internal storm because the media would be all over it. Look, they do a good job. Shoddy, McCarthy, Micah Parsons, Jerry Jones, they do a good job of tiptoeing around <laughs> Dak Prescott and making sure like even th- even right then like I didn't think we did a good job of scrambling but that starts with me like if there if there anything it's like they're programmed to if anything critical leaves their mouth they're programmed to then back it up with but it's my fault McCarthy's taking the blame for the red zone now Schottenheimer's taking the blame for the red zone and, and in fairness to Dak he's taking the blame for the red zone uh, damn it it's, it's, it's Nobody hates the guy more than this. You're playing basketball at Gold's Gym, and he just keeps saying my bad. Stop saying my bad and just do right. Everybody, there's a whole bunch of my bads. No, just fix it. I don't need you to say my bad. I know it. That's one of y'all. I don't care who it is. Just stop saying my bad and do it right. (laughs) I'm tired of my bad guy. You know, we've been hearing my bad for three weeks now. Fix it. Now, does fixing it involve getting another guy no no i'm about to give you 200 million 230 240 100 about to give you 240 million dollars i can't and i gotta give micah parsons 40 a year i'm about to pay you 50 a year i gotta pay micah 40 a year i can't pay everybody some things you're gonna have to learn to do without ferguson and shot and uh hendershot and schoolmaker this is what we have Make something out of these ingredients that I've given you. What about a fullback? What about a, you a, have a battering one. ram? You have one. The coach is electing not to play him. Uh, Shoddy <laughs> talked about whether they need to go get somebody to help out in the red zone. Yeah, you know, we have plenty of mismatched guys. I think, again, it just when you when you come down to it, you know, there was just plays where we're this close. Brandon Cooks has one on the boundary. He's this close. Uh, Michael gets behind the corner on one. It's that close. I mean, there were, there were plenty of opportunities. I mean, we just... Uh, again, it's one of those days where it just it didn't come together. And in a game like that where you're moving the ball up and down the field and you feel really good about it, we just never were able to find a rhythm down there. And again, I think where it starts is when you put yourself in a second and long or third and long situation, 
the advantages to the defense because they've got a couple things that they want to do. They know you have to try to throw the ball a little deeper into the end zone, uh, and, and that makes it difficult. And you got to give them some credit. They did a really nice job. They matched some of our patterns really, really well. And, <laughs> Um, when we when we were forced off the spot, we weren't able to capitalize on those like we have in the past. Well, McCarthy did talk about that after the game. Mm-hmm. First and second down, I got to be a little bit more aggressive. They got to get better chunks on first down, especially down there in the red zone. It makes the play call a little bit different because I do feel like while neither Tony or Rico is what Zeke was, I want to say the numbers for Zeke last year on third and fourth down conversions was 17 of 21. I bet. Now, I, I don't know if the, either guy is that, but I do feel like both guys are capable of getting short down yardage, but they just never in position because of the play calls on first and second because of the conservativeness of Mike McCarthy thus far. I think you'll see a much more aggressive Mike McCarthy um, this week against uh, New England. Uh, Jane Slater, who's going to be on the Blitz this afternoon, uh, actually reached out to the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> talking about Kyle Pitts. Shotty talked about the importance of the tight end in his office. Yeah, it's it's incredibly um, important. I think you know we talked about that again. They don't get enough credit for how well they're doing in the run game as well. Oh. Uh, I thought our gap schemes, our ability to control the line of scrimmage yesterday was really really good. Uh, you see a guy like Ferguson pulling around and, and, and playing, you know, a, a pseudo H-back, fullback type thing. Um, those guys are doing so many good things in Just not all, being tight all three phases from the protection standpoint, from the run game to the pass protection. Um, but the versatility of a tight end, that's what, that's what you want from those guys. And, um, again, three really good young players that um, helped us a ton yesterday in the running game to really kind of control the line of scrimmage and do what we needed to do in the run game yesterday. Wow, that's lipstick on a pig, man. It's too friendly around there. <laughs> it's too friendly. It's too friendly, man. I need uncomfortable conversations. If you Look, if you're talking about just being a divisional team, cool. Keep being friendly. Keep patting each other on the butt. Keep telling, oh, yeah, yeah, I love to see him pulling around on the block. You can't, then, hey, if you just want to be, you know, Keep the 49ers as your boogeyman and keep letting the Eagles go to the Super Bowls. They've been to two, 2019 and then to it last year. You want to keep, you know, you want to keep stay third in the NFC, then keep being all friendly. This is, this is everything that I hear from them is a recipe for a team that's really good, never going to win anything because nobody's willing to tell anybody how it is. There is nothing wrong with saying our tight ends got to be better in the pass game. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Dak's got to be better. Dak has to take off and run sometimes. There was three, four plays we've watched this past week where we could have kept the ball moving. We could have kept, we got to got a first down. We would have got a touchdown in the red zone. There's nothing wrong with that. And the fact that they think it is, is exactly why they are where they are. It's too friendly around there. You know, it's funny how, the NFL coaches treat their players like they're on one-year NIL scholarship yeah. <laughs> kind of things. Like, if I make him mad, he'll leave. No, he ain't. You got him under contract. He ain't going nowhere. Nothing wrong. And again, that's not, and, and, and if you can't take criticism, I don't want you on my team. Worthy. Good point. Hey, coming back, let's stay on this Cowboy track. Cause they got some changes. No, we do. Yeah, we got some changes. We're going to go to the tippy top, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, I want to go to the tippy top. get there. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I know, I know where we're going. <laughs> um, they do have some changes to make. What changes they got to make? Well, the the, uh, the the way that the calls 
come in. Mm. Oh, uh, this is so. And that's really the question. I mean, when, when you think about we're it's 2023. And we're still worried about theft of plays, of stealing signals and signs. The Cowboys, Zeke and Will Greer. Dude, these are the most secretive. Keep in mind, Mike McCarthy came on these airways Friday. Nah, nothing to see here with Zach Martin. Nothing to see here with Tyler Biotish. <laughs> like, they're the most secretive people in all the world. Hey, coach, um, what do you think about staying away from Sauce Gardner? Uh, you know, that's why he played the game, and we got to test both sides of the field. Then you only throw at him once. So they don't give you anything. There's no stone unturned when it comes to keeping as much of your game plan to yourself as possible. So I get it because, again, Zeke got his – Zeke trying to get on the field and trying to prove to everybody that the Cowboys should have never let him go. Now, Will Greer, you are over there to steal signs and signals and listen to what Dak is saying and let us know. Like, So I get where they're coming from. And you have to because, again, if they can you imagine if they didn't and Will Greer was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, everything they called, I knew what it was. Could you imagine with, with who the Cowboys are and how much they're scrutinized if they didn't change things and Will Greer came and told the media, yeah, by the way, they didn't change anything. We destroyed them. So – I get it. Even though, it, yeah, it should be like, duh. But, yeah, you got to. This is one of those things that can be fixed. We have our answers. We have ours. Uh, we want to give away some tickets real quick. The WWE SmackDown is coming to San Antonio to our beautiful, and let's mark the tape. Say it right, Rob. Frost Bank Center. Say it right. The beautiful Frost Bank Center. October the 20th will play host to one of the best events to come through San Antonio every year. That's the WWE SmackDown. It's Friday, October the 20th. We've got tickets all week long. Listen to us, the Blitz, and win yourself some tickets. Let's give away some right now. Get on that uh, uh, phone line, 656-3776, 656-ESPN. Caller number four, number four is going to go four. check out. <laughs> A little country Four, four, four. Four. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> gotta go check. I was thinking of corned beef hash there for a second. Yeah. Said folk. <laughs> Friday, October the twentieth, in our beautiful Frost Bank Center. Go see the WWE SmackDown on us. When the last time you've been to a wrestling event? I've been to several. You know, really? I had boys. Yeah, yeah, I had boys, and I oh, was a okay, wrestling gotcha. fan. So you did the monster trucks. Oh and all yeah, that we stuff. did the monster trucks. We did the Harlem Globetrotters. We did uh, just about every event that came through, and, and you know, this WWE SmackDown. I went to. We had a couple of Raws that I took the boys to. We had a. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was a, as much a fan as I could be. I was a younger fan, and have you seen the? Uh, they're getting ready to release that Von Erich movie. There's a Von Erich movie? They're making a movie of the Von Erich, the tragedy that is the Von Erich family. So is this a movie or a doc? No, it's, well, it's a movie. Like oh, Zach wow. Efron and some other dudes are actually oh, playing. Oh, that's right. I've seen the video of Zach Efron yeah. all, all juiced cut up, up on TRT. Yeah, he is. Uh, that's He's a, juiced up. I don't know if that's chemically enhanced. Oh, it's TRT for sure. And there's what, nothing wrong with TRT. What is TRT? Testosterone replacement therapy. Oh, nothing no, wrong with that. that. Oh, there's thought, nothing wrong with that. that. But when you go initials, it sounds like you're hiding something. Oh, it does. You know, like, uh, like, if I say testosterone replacement therapy, like, oh, oh, that's, cool. oh, that's but cool. But if I say I'm TRT, down. you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Am I allowed yeah. to do that? Yeah, Am I going to test positive? Um, it, it, in the old days, do you remember when the, it was the guards that ran in the place? You had a, the, in high school, you had like you had two guys that could run in and handle the play call? Yeah, of course. I'm not that young. I mean, that that was a thing. That, you, you know, you, you, you grab the guy by the arm and run this play and haul ass in there and tell him, and, and then no one would know. Um, 
as Zeke and uh, and Will Greer have uh, found a new place to play football with uh, the the renowned and convicted cheater. That is Bill Bell. Remember when he hired a fake documentary crew to go into a stadium and act like they were filming a documentary about the groundskeeper? And then they were filming the other side. All they were doing was filming the other team's practice. Yeah, and I remember, this was Belichick. And yeah, he actually tried that in a game, and the other coach, I forget who they were playing, was like, dude, there's a guy over there with cameras. And Belichick's like, dude, we're shooting a documentary. Yeah, like, what are you worried about? It's about the groundskeeper. Yeah. The 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 the, the legend of Bill Belichick continues to take, this to take is beatings. The, and this was going on as he was renowned as the greatest coach in professional sports. Keep in mind, this is during that reign with Tom Brady, Super Bowl every year up there. This happened during that, not to mention the flattening of balls. This happened to the best coach on the flagship team of the NFL for 15 years. Dude, they were 14-point dogs to the greatest show on turf and get an interception like the third play of the game. Roger Goodell sees the tapes and burns them. Yes. So. Come on, man. Knowing full well that that's going on. Why are we here today where we have to spend some time going, you know what, one extra thing we got to do in these six days prior to game day. Because you're playing Bill Belichick. Change our, why don't they, we already got the headsets, we already got the green dot. Just talk to them all the way through and maybe put it ahead, maybe on everybody's ear. Wouldn't it just be better football? Wouldn't we be happier with the better football played if our t- favorite team, every one of them, even though we were going against the team doing the same thing, was always on the same page? No. Nope. We don't like the strategy, no. the true chess match between coaches? Let me tell you the reason why there's only one guy that can hear. <laughs> because there's a bunch of guys that don't know the damn play, and then next thing you know, you got a bunch of guys doing a bunch of different stuff. So, well, no, that's I don't, fine. I don't, need, I don't need everybody to be able to hear. So we got to spend time knowing we got a couple cheaters, or maybe all of them are cheating. We got uh, what we what used to be five is now three. When I say five, I want you to think three just for this week, because what what three was Zeke and Greer know. So we're gonna say five, right? And you're gonna have to remember that for three hours on Sunday. Then drop it. I, hey man, I'm paying you millions of dollars. Figure it out. Well, I look at it like I'm paying. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Let's put the very best product we can put on the field. Let's 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 eliminate the the uh, error unless that's what we want. And go for the precision of a well-called play at a, at a down and distance where everybody executes it and knows exactly what's going on at that moment. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, I think the Cowboys take this week personal. We're, they're, we're, they're, they're taking a beating yes, this week. they they're are. Take, they're taking a beating this week, and rightfully so. I mean, it, it was a bad game. Again, the 16 penalties to me is worse than the red zone stuff because that's discipline, that's focus, that's leadership, that's coaching, that's Dak, that's Micah. Everybody involved. There should never be a time for a team that is that a lot of people feel like can play in a Super Bowl should have 16 penalties. That's on that that's on leadership, and that can't happen. Not 16, not 16, never. Especially when it's been a point of contingency for years, and you kind of overcame it. Well, no, not kind of. You overcame it last year only to do it, to regress because you took an opponent lightly. Lightly. Not taking the Patriots lightly, but this is a team that can cure what ails you. Are you sure? That's what well, you said about Arizona. Well, what I, what I mean by that is this is a team that's going to come in and run the freaking football between the tackles. 
That's true. You're going to get a healthy dose of Ramondre Stevenson and, and Zeke Elliott. And if you want to practice what you've been preaching, you're going to get a chance. They're not going to throw over the top. They're not going to beat you downfield. They're going to come at you. And well, you why wouldn't you when you when yes. I saw when I saw what Micah did last week, Mister All World, Mister MVP, um, can't stop the run. Why wouldn't I? That's the only. I mean, that's my best way. Now, I mean, now that Trayvon Diggs is out. You know, maybe you could pick on Bland a little bit, but for the most part, the, the and this isn't a new thing either, so I'm not giving Micah that pass. Like, oh, wow, the, the Da Vinci Code's been broken. No, they've been running at him for a year or two now. This has been a thing. There was a good four or five games last year that they gave up 200 yards rushing. Oh, we'll ask him, Gilbert. We'll ask him, Gilbert, if you're following us on the YouTube feed. Will we ask McCarthy if he's ready for this play call? And, he won't and the tell me the truth. Hey, on, but we're going to ask him. If you're so worried about it, are you doing it yourself? Is this something that's common amongst the rest I, of the NFL? Does I, everybody steal? If I had a way to steal plays, I'd steal them too. Right. So let's just get eliminate the theft problem. This is, you know, it's out there. Everybody gets a radio. No, Rob. <laughs> no one. No Man one. No, I, I'm not here for a popularity contest. I throw things against the wall, see if, <laughs> see they, if stick. they stick. Hey, we heard from the uh, offensive side of the ball. Let's hear from the defensive side of the ball. Dan Quinn was not happy with that performance, and we're going to hear from him. We're also going to look at the college football world. Texas fan, you're on top of the mountain. Here come the flowers. Can you handle all the compliments? Because they're coming fast in Kansas. I, I, I remember, uh, what was that, 21? That wasn't that long ago. Why are you bringing up old stuff? There's players on that team that have tasted victory right off 6th Street. We're going to talk a lot about that. And have Doc Garrett come and join us coming on Is the there... next time of the hour. And oh, by the way, if you're tired, you're probably like the rest of us with to Guns and Roses. We'll be right back. This is uh, on our. How's everybody this morning? Uh, I'm fantastic. I cannot complain. I'm it's National Radio Host Day, National Morning Show Host yes. Day, so I'm feeling good. I had no idea till you told me, so, you know, we've got day away from football, WNBA playoffs. Ooh, it's getting good. Oh, all our, uh, Liberty and Aces, give me Liberty, give me Aces, and then we're good to go. We are headed toward, in the WNBA Finals, if things play to chalk, and, and the Liberty did wake up and, and take down the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Mohegan Sun, whatever they are. Whatever They're playing is. Dallas. I mean, the Wings. That's right. Yeah. Um, are they playing Dallas? At the Aces. No, are. I'm talking about the Liberty. Con- Liberty. Connecticut. The Connecticut Sun. They play up that Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Um, that's casino. a nice gym. Oh, man. Uh, they they even the series at 1-1. And uh, Brianna Stewart looked like Brianna Stewart. What we're looking for is an Aces-Liberty WNBA and final. Then, yeah. That will look like David Akeem in the post. And y'all are going to be mad at us because we're going to break it down. Yes, we are. Um, we're, we're headed toward exactly what we wanted all season long. Yep. The two best teams facing off with the two best players in the league guarding each other, playing each other for what I figure will be five games. This you know, be not like the series. NBA where the two best players avoid each other yeah. so they can save themselves for offense. This is uh, mano y mano, as they like to say. And we got a lot to get into today that will uh, in this hour that will include Dr. Jason Garrett as we look at the Cowboys' injuries in prep. We had three offensive linemen didn't even play last week. Uh, see if we can get them in the game. We've heard yesterday from all of the uh, the coordinators. Uh, from uh, We're going to hear from D- DQ, as we say, in, in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's talk uh, college football as the AP Top 25 hit over the weekend. Colorado Falls, Texas maintains they sit at three and are now, by most of the measures, seeing being seen by, for what they are. What are they? What are they? They're a very talented football team. They're no longer just Texas and high expectations and low returns. So they're back. 
Uh, not yet. They got to get to a playoff, right? They, well, they've got. Well, I don't, I'm not even asking them to win, Rob. I'm just saying, in the era where I've seen TCU, in the era where I've seen the Washington Huskies, I've seen Cincinnati, I've seen Michigan, in the era where I've seen all those teams make it to at least a playoff. All I'm asking Texas to do get to a playoff, and then Edwin can play that stupid sounder that him and Pledge love. That if I ever knew how to work the board, I would delete. Um. Yeah, see, I want to delete. Joe you shouldn't be able. To, you shouldn't be allowed to play that until they get to a playoff. And we're going to keep saying that they're not back. I'm until a, until they get to a playoff. I think, and I don't think Texas wants it any other way. But are they the best undefeated team? You got Georgia, Michigan, Texas, OU, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida what? State, Penn State, Washington, USC, Oregon, and Utah. We'll just keep it at the top. So 10. we're just going to go undefeated. Yeah, we're just ranking going, the undefeated teams. Yeah, the AP top twenty-five, the top ten. Where who's the best? I mean, are you still rolling with Georgia? Yeah, Georgia's the I'm best not, team. I'm not impressed with Georgia though. To be the man, you got to beat the man. They they hung fifty on UAB last week or whatever oh, it was. Come on. I mean, yeah, come on. It's UAB, but they did hung hang fifty. And what highlights I saw in the fourth quarter were four stringers. So I'm not going to take anything has the from the best them. win, right? They do. Or nope. would you go with Ohio State beating Notre Dame as the best win? Well, when you, until Notre Dame plays a, a full complement of 11 players, uh, we will not. But uh, I will say, of the 10 men defenses in all of the college football world, uh, they've got the best, but still not good enough to beat what Lou Holtz calls still just an average football team in Ohio State. I like what Florida State's shown me as well. They st- That BC game worried me, man. That yeah, was, well, hell, even you know this past week well, against that, Clemson, but going oh, up and, going game. into Death Valley against Clemson, it ain't no shame in losing that game. I, I if you know they what, were have lost, right? But they didn't, and they fought back. That was pretty impressive. But the stumble against Boston College showed me you got to be a front runner too. You got to be able to step on teams, and they shouldn't have let BC stay so close. So they degraded. I'm looking at the ESPN version of the undefeated top twenty-five, and they have Washington at number one. They got. I mean, it depend on who you ask. If the people that have Caleb Williams fatigue, they might have the best QB. Penix is a guy, man. He's uh, a dude. Now the another guy that's in the Heisman race, Rob, and I and I look. We have our own guy that's been here a while in Frank Harris, but Bo Nix played against Justin Herbert in college, that, and Justin Herbert's been in the league four years. Yes, but th- okay. this is an like, era that's going away. I mean, you're right. This like is, he played against Justin Herbert. But, you know, guys have been playing against BYU for years, and those dudes have always been 26 with three kids. I'm just saying, Bo Nix, is he had like, like, you know, you're over the age limit. It's an era that's dying. I agree with you. This is silly. Seven, eight years of um, – it's crazy. But in the world where now you're paying for them to be here, if you want to keep paying them, why not? But Oh, no, if I'm a college guy, I'm going to stay there as long as I can if I, I'm getting six figures. I don't care. But the, the era, the, this COVID right. bump, this two-year kind of thing that everybody's dealing with, that everybody's taking advantage of, it's going away. We're facing that kind of out. So I don't. we're going the opposite way. The chances of seeing anybody stay in college for six years are going away. I True. mean, it's just – it's a two-year lifespan. What, what college kids don't realize is that when you start asking to be treated like pros – you're going to be treated like pros. And if you don't live up to the contract at which you're being paid, you are now imminently expendable. The road goes both ways. And when I was at A&M, they used to say, Highway 6 goes both ways. Um, the road goes both ways with this. The money's coming in, but if it doesn't meet expectations, the money will go away, and so will you. 
Amen. you become an expendable commodity. So that's coming. So I think the the uh, pendulum has has swung. Michigan is to me in the top ten, the most interesting team because I quite frankly know what they do. They do very well, but, but I'm not sure what they do is enough. Yeah, they, you talk about a weak non conference of the top, the top, the upper echelon teams. There's definitely probably the weakest. Everybody up there has played somebody. Of all the undefeated teams that we've talked about, Texas included. Look at that. Eastern Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green, yeah, and Rutgers. Come the, on, Michigan. Now, they did it without their coach. Oh. <laughs> you don't get off was, the gas. was working the chain gang at his kid's Pop Warner game. So, You know, Texas at least has Bama on there in Bama. What team in the country would you least like to be playing this week? I would pick I would pick one of those Pac-12 teams, probably Washington. Only because again, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to put up 40 or 50. Washington, USC, Washington State, even Cam Ward's up there. So probably yeah. one of those Pac-12 teams. I know it's funny. I know that's blasphemous to say Georgia. I know that's blasphemous, but I'm just saying, who would you bring up? Uh, you didn't even bring up the team I Oregon. Ooh. Oregon is the team. I you know what? Maybe I'm biased because they kick my guys' asses. <laughs> They did. They kicked Colorado's ass. They're riding high, pretty high. This I don't is, believe in Oregon. Why not? I, well, I'm trying to convince myself that maybe I should because they do have every ingredient that you're chasing. They got a, a an old defense that flies to the they ball. They got a quarterback that's thirty and a thirty year old quarterback. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No. Yeah, and they're they're really fast. And I love their coach now. I like Dan, I like me some Dan Landing. I like me a petty coach. I like, you know, did you see how he's uh, congratulating Dion on all that he's done for college football today? Yeah. Again, oh, yeah. Stand on it. Be Lou Holtz. Take, the, take those clicks, baby. We can all use the clicks now. Yeah. Even Dad wants the clicks now, now that he got the W. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're Erase fighting that. for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Now we Erase want clicks. That. Now we need the Swifties. All you Swifties, come watch some Oregon football. I do. Now, one college football ESPN analyst. He's going a little bit too far with no, Texas. I don't think don't he think is, so? Rudy. Check uh, this uh, out. I got to hear this. Listen to this. Quinn Ewers is starting to come into his own. Really, a lot more decisive, getting the ball out quicker. The offensive line has done a great job holding up in protection and being pretty good the last couple weeks running the football. We know the receivers are an elite group, and the tight end, JT Sanders, is maybe the most difficult matchup in the entire Big 12. But what I've really come around on with Texas is just how good they are on the defensive side. And I think this defensive line, I think they are – at worst, second, maybe third in the country as far as depth and quality. Their defensive line's amazing. Their linebackers are incredible. The one question mark I have is the secondary, but no one's had time to be able to potentially expose that secondary because of how relentless their pass rush is. Greg McElroy, ESPN college football expert. Second best defensive line in the country? It's hard to argue, man. It's hard to argue. Nothing's hard to argue. Well, I, I'm I mean, just saying, as a guy who preaches, as an SEC novice who has been, turned bitter old SEC hand, defensive lines it matters. A, a part, Ask Colorado apart apart from your quarterback, your defensive line in the SEC is the most important recruits you'll get. That is where true gold is fought, and when the inside the SEC, when they're judging. The caliber of classes. Now, certainly you need the five stars other places. 
But those in, the coaches are looking at who's coming in on that defensive line. Because not only do you need defensive, you need six of them. You don't need just three or no, four. No, no, no. You, you need, need eight. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah eight. Six is the yeah. Six is the entry level. Right. <laughs> you need you need, and they got to be four stars yeah. or better. They got you, and if you control the line of scrimmage, especially in college, you win the football game. You win the football game, and Texas and Sark knew that, and they they got another one a couple of weeks ago that's coming in. Yeah, they did. Uh, they understand that there's lots of talent there, and the the thing is, we're not we haven't been able to give them much credit because, quite frankly, they wore Alabama. They looked great, but they didn't get the credit. And if they're not going to get it, then you're not going to get it. And you, you know, you couple that with Xavier, and then now you got the emergence of J T. Sanders, this all world tight end, Cowboys. Uh, and notice how he plays. Yeah. He's just a big Hur- old wide hurdle, receiver. Hurdling people and stuff. So, okay. Again, beat OU next week. Not this week. This week you got Kansas. You know, you owe Kansas. They came into Austin and beat you. Y'all owe them. I I know Rob is not, not high on Kansas, but like, hey, man, that's a pretty good fit football team. I expect them to blow the doors off of them because of what happened a couple years ago. And then next year go up to Dallas and beat OU. And then we'll we'll we'll, we'll start chatting. But I, I look, I'm just going off your credit report, just like in real life. Like right now, I can't go get a toy. I, you know, I can't go get a toy. And I can't go get a boat. I can't go get a slingshot. Got to get the credit score up. So right now, I can't just give y'all. I can't just give y'all a, a, a Final Four. I can't give y'all anything because your credit report sucks. You ain't even won the Big 12 since 09. And y'all want me to tell you're back after four weeks? Sorry. Oh, by sorry. the way. Uh... I'm sorry. I can't do that just yet. Hey. I don't want to. I know I'm going to get. OU is also undefeated. I'm just that, saying. That's fair. I'm just, I'm just they, saying. They, they probably have a worse schedule than Michigan. Oh, yeah. They, it's pretty weird. There's no Bama on there, but I am <laughs> here to warn you. What do you want to warn them about? That they are undefeated. Just. It, it feels like this could be. I thought be, y'all hated Oklahoma too. What oh, are you I doing? Do. Why are you doing this? I, well, I'm just, as an Aggie fan, what's going to happen at that game up there during the state fair? Right. No matter what happens, I'll be happy. But this looks like a collision course of two undefeated football teams that will be playing literally for a berth in the... Let me see. Well, Oklahoma plays Iowa State this week, and Texas plays Kansas. That should be an yeah, undefeated. Yeah, battle, should of, the be undefeated. battle undefeated. And probably LU will be propped up a little bit in those rankings. They'll probably jump up to... They won't be top 10, but they're going to be a top 15 team by the time they they take on Texas. For sure. What are they right now? 14? Yeah, for sure. And so as long as so top they're they could possibly be top they could possibly possibly be top 10 depending on if some carnage happens in front of them. And as long as Sark hasn't focused too far forward, I think they'll be in prime No, I think Sark's that. doing that. Now that's the one thing I will say cuz we can go all the way back to Max last few years and then Charlie and then Herman. Like the talent has still been there, but what Sark seems to be doing is coaching up the talent. Well said. So I, I'll give Sark that. I'm not going to just kill him like that. I ain't going to be unfair. Hey, coming up, we're talking Cowboys. Is Dak running enough? We've heard from him and his OC, and there is a consensus. We'll talk about that at DQ. Ain't happy. Cowboy talk coming. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jay Semenix from the Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. We'll talk Cowboys with James Slater at 5. Bob Alou will be by to talk about the Longhorns as we broadcast live from Texas Cheer Liquor number 9 at Calabra Commons, 1604 and Calabra. And you know we're at Texas Cheer number 9. That means Rudy J is going to stop by, and you can ask Rudy in person. 
dude, your Bears are underdogs to the Broncos at home after they gave up 70? You need to stop by Texas Cheer, man. Samples. You know what? This is getting old. It is easy. It's easy, man. That's low-hanging All fruit. right, that's cool. Laugh now, cry later, say anything, make you laugh, make you cry. You know, Jason's acting like his team's coming off a 40-0 win over the Giants. They're going to the Super Bowl and don't say yeah, anything they are. different. Oh, we got some. So Jerry's on with the fan because Mashota's already tweeting. So we got some. We got some. We got some Jerry. Some one hundred five three to fan Jerry quotes. We got to get into that. It, it appear it, that uh, Jerry is looking through uh, his uh, silver colored glasses. Hey, man, the fact that we're in the red zone should be lauded. Let's just celebrate the fact that we're there. We can't go through the door, but we can stand right front and look through the door. Kick a couple field goals. Uh, Jerry's talking. We'll have it for you in a bit. Uh, yesterday, the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator for your Cowboys spoke, and we uh, we we heard from Schottenheimer reinforcing some things that we knew to be true. Fair. That uh, part of this offense has been predicated on making things easier for Dak, allowing for the movement, the scramble, the sliding offensive line premise. They even changed the way they block to allow Dak some more movement. The pocket is no longer a thing. They slide Dak either way. They don't protect him. You can do that when you have a good offensive line and and, and when they're all healthy. Right, and and they've, they've done everything they can to move this offense along, and it has worked between the 20s, but when you get into red zone, the efficiency has been an issue, and that's going to be what Jerry's talking about, and that's what we're going to continue to talk about as Cowboy pundits until they fix it, and it's far from fixed. Well, Schottenheimer uh, yesterday uh, talked about uh, his red zone efficiency and how close they really were to success. I think the red zone bottom line is we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, if you put yourself in third down and long in the red zone, it's hard. And so I think that's where we got to look, and we got to find a way of winning first and second down down there. Uh, too many third and longs, and so what happens is you get shell defense or you get where they play soft umbrella, they try to make you throw the ball underneath, and um, and that's kind of hard. So uh, a big emphasis for us is going to be getting ahead of the sticks uh, down in the red zone. Um, that's throwing the football, running the football efficiently, and then, you know, in terms of, you know, playing above the 2.3. You know, part of the red zone football is scrambles, and I didn't think we did a great job reacting and and our spacing wasn't great in that regard. So it uh, starts with me having to coach it better, make those opportunities show up. Um, but uh, we're excited about the chance to get back to work, and we know that uh, we did so many good things, but, man, you know, at, 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 we should have been able to punch a couple of those, those uh, touchdowns in. Shoddy, the OC, speaking to his offense yesterday. So friendly, so nice, so comforting. Translation. We're limited on what we can do because if we try to do too much, our quarterback will throw it to the other team. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. that. <laughs> I didn't take it that way. I didn't. I, I, I honestly I know you didn't. didn't. But I don't think I, – of all the guys to be hard on, I, I don't know how hard I would be on Dak. I'm not going to be hard on Dak, but I do think that they the, – due to the fact that he is a between 8 to 12 ranked quarterback – you do have to keep him from himself. Yes. Oh, I agree so with that's that. All and, and, that's all I'm and saying. And I think this whole, everything they've done till now has been designed to do just that. Right. And that's but all I'm saying. There does come a time. And there's nothing time. wrong with that. Now, so we know who Dak is. McCarthy knows who Dak is. Shoddy by now knows who Dak is. And this offense was designed with Dak in mind. There's no question about it. Now, part of this new scheme, this new idea, I do believe hasn't been incorporated. And there is reason to be upset with him. And that is 
Dak, this offense was designed for you to have whatever the, the, the check downs are, two, three, whatever it is. And then once the decision is made that they are not there, we don't force the ball. We don't go to our back foot and continue looking. We go. We, we scramble. That doesn't mean you're running. That means you're getting out of the pocket and going to this fast break stuff that we practice every day. And it didn't appear. Mojo moments. Yeah, those mojo moments that we hear so much about over the last couple of years. I've and, seen them. And how much McCarthy preaches this. Once the play breaks down, it's a new play. It's a new thing. But the quarterback has to initiate it. And if he doesn't, then this new second opportunity we have with this offensive line and 2.3 seconds and go mentality is ruined. And we haven't seen that. Get ahead of the sticks. Be better in the two three. That's the next thing. Then the two three. So they're, they're playing the shell. Hey. So get ahead of the sticks. Everybody's playing against a shell. Everybody's getting trying to get ahead of the sticks. The, with those with the talent that they have, they should never be ranked twenty seventh. Oh man! In in red zone. In red zone. And, and I mean that's lots, all. And the problem is they're going to. They're going to have to take a lot of opportunities to raise that because they've already had a lot of opportunities. So if we know that this offense was structured to do this, and we know that the quarterback hasn't, by we heard Dak acknowledge it right after the game. His post game was maybe I should have moved my feet a little bit more. We heard Shotty yesterday. I expect to see a very fluid pocket. Now, as far as getting ahead of the st- the sticks, Pollard's been running the ball pretty well to me, from what I've seen. I haven't seen like I, you know, I didn't know how Pollard was going to hit the ground running, um, but you know, three games in, I like what I'm seeing from Pollard. Over a hundred yards this past week, he's doing pretty well. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Mike, some of Mike's thought process, other than you know, not trusting Dak, is man, Pollard's yard per carry pretty good. Why not give it to him? So do you expect to see a, a couple of more, at least a lean toward first and second down, just plow forward and, and let's go get four. You can, as what Jason Minix calls it on our Friday night call, uh, you could do the uh, extended handoff, meaning you could throw the ball three yards and pick up five. Well, that's what they're that's, doing. You know, though. you can do that. But they're doing that. That's the what is Dak's yards per attempt? Like like four point six. I mean, that's well, what, it wasn't aggressive enough. That's what Arizona did. They shelled it and said, "Yeah, throw it short." Well, well I mean, you're running the ball. I'm not saying. I think we're looking for a. a a more enhanced passing game, which I don't think that's where they're going on this. Where are they if going? You got, if you then got, where are they going? If you got Zach Martin back in the building. Right. You got Biotis back in the building. I expect to see some work between the tackles. I, if we're going to play this complimentary football, pound it, man. If you are if you can get four yards of carry, I have no problem with third and two. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I'm ahead of the chains. I'm who, exactly where I want to be. Who's getting the two yards on third and two? At that point, you're going to have to decide. I, at that point, then you're going to have to maybe shell me, and then I can talk about these deep routes that's taking the top off that I went and got cooks for. My intent is to force you to to say, yeah, Pollard ain't the hammer. I'm going to stop this. I think. Look, I, all I know is the first sign of adversity, they scored 16 points. So everything you're saying sounds good, but that wasn't the case this past week. And again, I guess that's top to bottom. Everybody saying it starts with me. Again, we'll we'll see Sunday. I'm the only, only what, fifty-seven year old yeah. man who is not 
physically exhausted in San Antonio today because I think I was the only guy not down at the Alamo Dome last night. If you were there, let us know. We certainly saw the pictures on the socials. A GNR lot. was in town, and they're overhyped. Ooh, talking about it, he picking fights this morning. <laughs> this is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. I only endorse one book. It's BetUS.com. It's the only one I've ever endorsed here at San Antonio Sports Star, and I'll tell you why. I'm waiting for it. It's R&R, not G&R. That was last night. R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J, Rob Thompson, we weren't there, but everybody else of our age was. Yeah, no. See, when I was coming up, they played a lot. I heard a lot of this on the radio at that time. We didn't have have any urban radio here. It was like mostly top 40 and rock. So uh, there was a lot of G&R running around at Kitty Hawk Middle School. (laughs) What was the uh, K-A-P-E? I thought was it was actually it? what our station is now. I thought it was 1027. See, I'm younger than you. I'm older than you. I thought you. it was KTFM. It might have been back then. I thought it was. My, Can't remember. Uh, Guns N' Roses, in my memory, was the end of the hairband time. They put the, the, hair, end? the end of the hairband era. They put the hairbands to bed. We had lost the grunge rock. We'd lost the grungy rock and roll idea. Gotcha. There a bunch of makeup and glitter and hairspray for about 10 years, and then GNR came and kicked their asses and changed the game. So I give them credit for that. There's that. They, you know, I guess they're pioneers in that sense. But I hated Axl Rose. I, didn't, I just despised the dude. You didn't like I don't, I, personally, I don't remember I, anybody I don't saying that. Well, I, I, I went to two shows where they were involved with. Mm-hmm. Not to see them, but other bands. One time The Cult, and one and it was a show. And both times, the band was like 45 minutes late. And it was all Rose. I mean, everybody knew it was him. He didn't give a crap about us. <laughs> so this is more of like a just like. Yeah, it's just, just a thing. personal it's thing. It's not a I never band got thing. It's just like, I'm just like, not dude, an I paid good money to come see you play. And you're going to sit in your green room for an extra 45 minutes because you just ain't ready? See, I didn't know. See, See, I wasn't like I wasn't I wasn't engaged like that. I can't speak to that. This is I'm giving you the floor on this one. So that's my memory of that band. I'm not taking away their history, but from that point, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to give you a dime of mine. But they're not like you know for the for those of this you know they like this music, and I don't dislike it. But I'm saying for those the real fans, they're not Metallica, right? No, well, to some they are, but they didn't have the longevity. Metallica just continues cranking out. You know, they've been right. and Axel's slowly turning into an older woman. Have you seen pictures of him? Well, I saw some of the videos last night from um, everybody on my timeline above 50. Everybody. It looked like a great show. The first time I saw Guns N' Roses was at Sunken Gardens Theater back in their early 80s. And it was just at the time that uh, their their big record hit. So they were becoming they were big on the radio, but they hadn't quite met. In fact, they were opening up for a band called The Cult. Have I told this story before? No. So they're opening up for a band called The Cult. And they're playing at Sunken Gardens Theater. And they're late, as usual. Okay. And they come out and they start performing. And they're doing, uh, I believe it was The Jungle. It might have been Sweet Child. I don't remember which song it was. But there are a bunch of these biker dudes that had crowded up to the front of the stage. And they're doing the... They're going GNR. Uh, Axel's running around wiggling, doing all this stuff, and <laughs> wiggling. And Slash is wailing, and and they're singing the song. And I think it was "Sweet Child of Mine." Now that I 
and he has the mic in his hand and he puts it down to the crowd who everybody's singing and the big biker dude said bring on the cult into the mic bring on the cult the cult was the band that they were opening oh got for. you so the biker dude said bring on the cult pissed off axel axel jumps into the crowd and these biker dudes proceed to kick the living crap out of him now they, i remember that story they throw him back up on stage the cult well, I, I think they walked off my memory was if it would be perfect if they left and i think they did they just walked off stage I remember that story. I remember it being a news headline. Oh. I mean, of course, I wasn't there, but I remember the news headline. It was great. <laughs> I, I didn't know who GNR was. I'd never heard of him. I was there to go see the cult, which was to me like this alt band. I couldn't believe this GNR band had even played for him. And so I was like, they just kicked that guy's ass. That was crazy. And then you know, later on, and then they became the huge stars that they were. No, they, I mean they're. I mean they're still torn right now. Oh man, so the show looked fantastic, and I do FOMO, man. I, I got left out. You didn't care. I, was, I did. I mean, everybody I knew was the well, everybody. I, I think your FOMO is more also because your wife had just went to pink the night before. I didn't feel bad about that. Though. No, I mean, not because yeah. you missed pink, but because like, hey, man, hell, I saw Richard Oliver was there. Yes. Don Hare. I mean, but I think that was pink. I, I think Richard oh. was at pink. Yeah. Well, the, uh, in Don my timeline. I would say Bove uh, was at. I think Bove was out a couple. You know, I don't know if it was Pink or Guns N' Roses. It all kind of jumbled together. You know, sometimes right. Facebook it posts some stuff from a day or two ago, pops in your timeline. But a bunch of people. I'm talking about a bunch of people drinking beer, looking at Axl Rose. I, I don't want to remember Axl like he looks right now. Uh, there's a couple like, of the Axl I remember. <laughs> yeah, the Axl I remember was a cool ass dude that wore headbands and every chick wanted. You know, I I don't remember. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> you know, says the guy that's gained 200 pounds I mean, since high school. <laughs> talking about myself. You know, I've gained 200 pounds since high school, and I'm talk, sitting here talking about Axel Rose the way I, he I looks. agree, but, you know, that's why they make millions of dollars, and I'm doing the a morning show, of which we are celebrating our very own day. This is not made up, folks. It is National Morning Show Day. Now, you asked Minix in one of our rejoins, hey, dude. You got my tickets too. He just left you out. He did. He knew. Y'all did mornings. To, y'all did afternoons together he knows, for seven years. He knows years. my taste. He, it, it just oh, so he knew that. I, I he wanted gonna, to you be there. You wouldn't really appreciate it. I wanted to be there, and I would have known all of the music. I would have known every song. I think. Do you know Alice in Chains songs? I, I, see, Alice in Chains was back during the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that would have been. They weren't quite as commercial, but still huge part of that. Yeah, I heard they played for three hours. Normal concert is about two, so yeah. for y'all to get three, for those of y'all that went. I started seeing posts at like 6.30. I mean, they knew the age of the people that were there. They had to get done. If we're going to get our three hours in, then everybody get home by 11. We're going to have to start early. That's when it's time. That's Let me when it's tell time. you, man. That's when your concert days are over, when you got to be like, hey, I want to get, I want to be gone by 10. Then you probably shouldn't go. Between Pink and GNR, everybody I know went and saw a concert over the last... 48 hours. Had a bunch of listeners that were there. Good for them. But it was at the Dome. So that's why it feels like more because, you know, AT&T is limited. Fill that place, baby. Uh, what's the next show coming to the Frost Bank Center? We've been giving away some tickets coming to the Frost. I just like, I wanted to say that one more time. We are just about time to have Dr. Jason Garrett join us. He is, is he here? We got him? Morning, Doc. We're glad you're here. Let's talk some injuries. Let's do it. How's it going, Doc? What you got going on this week? Uh, let's see. I'm recovering from hiking the Grand Canyon. Yeah, uh, that's my what I wanted. Shot. Okay, so <laughs> um, 
How did how did was it a one day affair? Did you go down and camp at the bottom? No, it was one day. So to camp at the bottom, you need to request that about a year in advance, and you only plan this a couple months wow. out. So you you basically hike straight down for ten or so miles to the Ghost Ranch mm-hmm. or the Phantom Ranch, and then you turn around and go up a different trail. So you cross the the Colorado River, you go hang out for a while, get some lemonade at the snack shack, and then you hike back up another. 10 miles, basically vertical. So you're going 5,000 down, 5,000 up. I think my my watch tracker said I did something like 57,000 steps. That's oh, a good day. They're that's all a, up and down. That's a good day. on your. You closed your rings. Closed them early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I closed them real early. <laughs> How was the weather? Uh, it actually rained. So in the desert, it never rains, right? It rained probably eight hours of the hike, of the uh, 12-hour hike. It rained for about eight of it. So oh, oh, no. A way different experience than the last time I did it. Okay, let's talk hamstrings, let's talk ankles, let's talk offensive line with your Dallas Cowboys. Starting uh, with uh, Tyler Biotis, he did not play with a hamstring, uh, will undergo an MRI. Uh, does that, uh, when you hear MRI and hamstrings, does that tell you things are terribly bad, or is this just part of the process? Uh, they've got access to MRI, so they basically MRI everything from a hangnail to a severe tear. So I, would, I don't really worry about MRIs. When you see an MRI for a hamstring, even if it shows inflammation in there, it doesn't really change the outcome. You're still looking at you know maximum of eight weeks, minimum of two weeks, depending on how aggressive the treatment is, even if there's some tearing in there. The problem with tearing is it creates a little blood flow, creates some inflammation, but it heals really fast. Really, the connective tissue, the fascia, is what takes forever to fix, and that's what you've got to manually get in there, strip it out, and then start loading it with some strengthening exercises. And you don't know how much damage is done because that doesn't really show up on the MRI until you start testing it out. Uh, we got a lot of Saints fans here in San Antonio for you know obvious reasons. Uh, their quarterback has an AC joint, AC sprain. When should they be looking for Derek Carr to be back? Usually these are week to week. Unless it's totally ruptured and then he's wearing a splint, then he's going to be out for six weeks or so. For the most part, if you sprain it and it's grade one or grade two, you can throw with it. You can play with it. You can put a brace on. Problem is, if you fall just wrong again on that shoulder, which is pretty common in football, you could make it much, much worse. So he could play right now. They could inject him. If it was a playoff game, it would be no problem. This early in the season, I would expect them to be a little more conservative and probably keep him out a couple weeks just to give it a chance to heal up a little bit. I heard uh, Ryan McNeil postgame talking about the uh, AC injury. He said it was the most painful thing he had ever dealt with. Pinpoint exactly where that is and how you you know, guard it, splint it, whatever that might be. Yeah, so if you put your fingers on your collarbone and you trace the collarbone all the way out to the end of your shoulder, you're going to feel a little bony bump there. Uh-huh. That's where the shoulder blade and your scapula, the muscle mm-hmm. uh, bone in the back of your shoulder, they come together and form the acromioclavicular or AC joint and it's a pretty fragile joint it's held together by some small ligaments and then a lot of muscles overlap it and surround it and so if you fall just wrong on it the muscles can't protect it and usually if you fall directly on your side it creates a little a little shear force in there it can tear some of those ligaments now anything that you tear is going to be painful I wouldn't say the AC joint is the most painful thing I think maybe he just never had any real injuries (laughs) like a broken rib Doc, exactly. we, we got cars that drive themselves. We got artificial intelligence. When are we going to get an MRI where you don't have to put your whole damn body in that tomato can? Yeah. Like, I, like, yeah how do we, so loud, How do too. we not have that already? You know, they're actually getting much better with ultrasound. The ultrasound, like you would if you were going to, with your wife to the, to the OB and they were looking at the baby on the inside. Right. They've got 3D ultrasounds now that are so much more precise. They're way better for muscle tears, muscle strains, mm. and a lot of ligament damage. What they do struggle with 
is seeing through bone. So as long as there's no bone in between, a lot of times these ultrasounds are really, really sensitive, and, and you're literally using a wand. So you don't have to put your whole body in there, and it doesn't cost thousands of dollars. Uh, as we watch Joe Burrow and his ongoing attempt to get that calf better, and you know, we heard him post-game like, yeah, everything went well, but with these injuries, you never know. Uh, it could be just one misstep, and here I'm back. You have that, right. that, that, that setback again. Is it a matter of time? Is every day away from the injury and every day away from the last setback a, a, a good sign? Is there like a month in there where you're still just as likely as you were 30 days before? What's the time where you go, well, we're over it? I think you're over it when you can run at full speed, cut, and have absolutely no anxiety or fear, and you don't feel anything. That could be a week. That could be six months. Now, the problem is if there was something that caused that pull in the first place, like he's got a mechanical dysfunction in his ankle or his knee, because remember he had ACL surgery not too long ago, so that changes your biomechanics. If that's still in there, then he's likely to keep on redoing it unless they address the underlying mechanical issues from the way he runs, the way he pushes off. So I would say unless there was an unusual way he strained it, if he was just going through his normal running motion and he pulled his muscle, there's a good chance there's going to be a recurrent injury in the future. High ankles, low ankles, uh-huh. Aggies quarterback. They say Jimbo Fisher says it's not a high ankle, but if he's lying to us, let's talk high ankle sprains. All right, so high ankle sprain is way different than an inversion ankle sprain like we've all had playing basketball or yes. playing and tripping on some rocks. The high ankle sprain is where the two bones in your shin, the tibia and the fibula, get separated. There's a tight, really thick membrane, like a ligament oh, that holds yeah, those two bones awful. together. And your the bone that you, those two bones rest on acts like a wedge and slices directly up because of the way you plant it and someone lands it on you. Versus you roll your ankle, you just strain the outside ligaments. That's easy to fix, no problem. High ankle sprains are the worst because as soon as you feel good, you go to put pressure on that and it re-tears and you're right back to square one. So high ankle sprains are terrible. They can take six to eight weeks. They can require surgery. If you remember Tua during the national championship game, he had one of those experimental surgeries where they go and they sew it together, and then he played. He didn't play great, but he still was able to play on it. So it's, there's surgery for it. If it is a high ankle sprain, it's a big deal. If it's an inversion ankle sprain, low ankle sprain, not a big deal at all. That high ankle deal, that was called like the chin strap or something like that that tightened up everything down oh, there? Oh, the bow tie? What was something it? like that. Yeah, they just go in there and they literally tie it together with some industrial string Kevlar. <laughs> wow. Kevlar. Uh, one of the things that Arosti is great at, and this applies, is the maintenance, keeping yourself healthy. And we're now hearing word coming out of Houston that C.J. Stroud is dealing with some arm management issues, that you know he's just getting a little tired after all the training camp and all the throws. Talk about how you keep a quarterback's arm fresh, knowing full well he's going to be throwing 200 balls a day. Yeah, if you're having arm management issues, there's probably something else going on, which means you've got a strain in there somewhere, you've got a biomechanical issue. You don't really, as a quarterback, I know you do throw a lot, but you don't throw it, you know, like a pitcher where you're throwing 100 balls an hour every single time. You're throwing some deep balls, some some not-so-deep balls, you're handing the ball off, you're not throwing it 100 times a game at full velocity. So if there's an issue in there, it has nothing to do with rest and recovery. It's a matter of finding out what's, what is strained, address that, and get them better. So uh, I don't like when I hear quarterbacks wow. have arm management issues. That's not a good sign for the future. Interesting. I remember Dak Prescott went through it a couple years ago in training camp. And the, the shoulder, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, the the Cowboys brought in the pitching guys from the Rangers and talked about and, and started working on the methods that they use for pitchers to stay ready in between starts. Yeah, sometimes these big, strong guys, especially when they're young, they just rely on the big muscles. 
that gets them to be able to throw the ball deep. They forget to manage the small muscles that end up getting little tears in them because those big muscles are too strong. So if you don't do a good job as a pitcher, as a quarterback, of strengthening all the supportive muscles, you're going to end up with a serious shoulder injury. So that's, I think that's what they brought those guys in for, to kind of teach him how to manage those small muscles so that he wouldn't keep hurting them. That is Dr. Jason Garrett. That is why you listen to us. All the insight required to getting yourself back in the game. Hey, Doc, man, it's always a pleasure. I'm, I wish we, I can't wait to run into you and let's talk about the Grand Canyon trip. Did you stop and get a beer at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom down what? there? At the I snack was tempted, shack? but I thought it would be a terrible idea just in case I cramped up. Oh. I would never forgive myself. I will <laughs> never forget walking in there and seeing a cold beer. It was like. Remember when uh, like Moses saw the burning bush in the middle of the desert? It was like that. I couldn't believe I could get a beer at the that, bottom of the Grand Canyon. That's why you have abs and we don't, it was, Doc, because yes. we'll be drinking. It was literally the best <laughs> beer I had ever had. Yeah, everything's good when you're hot. <laughs> True that, Dr. Jason Garrett. Hot in a lot of ways, and I say that as a staunch heterosexual. My that God. That is uh, – <laughs> hey, man, take care of yourself. Good we'll Lord. talk to you next week. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, I like making our guests really uncomfortable. Make it awkward at the end. Sweaty face. Did he just call me handsome? Uh, We got a glass. Beers at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So they have a bar at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I've got. I've done the Grand Canyon twice. One time I did the hike down and up, and it was over a couple of days. We didn't do the same day. Christ, (laughs) ain't too many guys that can do that. But we did another one uh, where I did the mule stuff. So the the one I went down on, and we'd hike down. I mean, this is I didn't know mule. Uh, I, I went up the. I went up. I had a one-eyed mule, and his bad eye was on the outside. I kid you not, but that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah, the the mule kept having to turn his head to look and see where the edge of the. Oh no! Oh yeah, but I had hiked my way down and found a beer at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And you had how many? Well, I was camping at that point. We were oh. hiking back up, so I had enough to. Uh, leave my stuff out on the ground when I passed out and have a bunch of lemurs eat all the food I had for the next couple of days. Does it get cold down there at night? Yeah, it was cold. I went I over spring so. break. Yeah, it was not cold, uh, not warm at all. The 9 o'clock hour going to be hot as fire coming back. we got a lot of Dallas Cowboy talk. We're looking at those coordinators, what they've done to fix. Uh, you Texas fans, Greg McElroy, he likes you. We're talking college and pro. That's coming up next. This is R&R in the morning. Uh, we are just about full. I'm going to leave it at that. If you're playing golf, you better call today. If you're going to play with us, 656-3776. Get a name. Go to sasportstar.com. I don't know what the last number is, but I think we're down into very small single digits. If you want to play golf with us Monday out at Olympia Hills, you better get yourself signed up today or win that Golden Tee Contest tomorrow. we got more to come. Our star, I'm Rob, and there on the other side of the double pane glass, the proud Edwin Hafner repping the Brewers. I think he even got Brewers colors on today. No. Kind of. All right. Is there, I cool. see some yellow. I see some A little blue. bit, yeah. Blue and yellow is Brewers colors. That's so, yeah, fine. he's down NL Central champs. What the hell is up with the Astros? They've been stinking up the joint lately, but they're still right in the thick of things for the wild card. But Astro fans, you don't, you know, I don't know about that back-to-back. Let's go, Rangers. Yeah, let's just get it. Let's yeah. just get into October. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a long day today when I got up in the first uh, – the, the lead headline in the A segment, in the A block, as it's known in the industry. A block. Was like a that. dropped five ball. You knew that uh, we're getting to the end of the regular season, which is just about in. Yeah, the, the Strolls are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Rangers still lead the AL West. Go figure. Go, go Rangers. I, last year I was a Strolls fan. This year I'm Rangers. Whoever doing better. That's who I roll with. No allegiance, no loyalty. 
Hey, uh, Longhorn fan, Greg McElroy, oh. the former quarterback of the team uh, that uh, you guys dispatched just a couple of weeks ago, has some high praise for them's on the 40 acres. Quinn Ewers is starting to come into his own. Really a lot more decisive, getting the ball out quicker. The offensive line has done a great job holding up in protection and being pretty good the last couple weeks running the football. We know the receivers are an elite group, and the tight end, JT Sanders, is maybe the most difficult matchup in the entire Big 12. But what I've really come around on with Texas is just how good they are on the defensive side. But I think this defensive line, I think they are – at worst, second, maybe third in the country as far as depth and quality. Their defensive line's amazing. Their linebackers are incredible. The one question mark I have is the secondary, but no one's had time to be able to potentially expose that secondary because of how relentless their pass rush is. Greg McElroy, NCAA expert there at ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he Why has am no- I giving more flowers No, 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 you? no. He has no reason to like show them love. He's a, he's a roll tighter. So, I mean, if that's how he feels, that's how he feels. I'm sure there's a lot of people across the country that feel that way because it seems like. That is folks. <laughs> that like, by the way. I know. It seems like it's all coming together for them. That You know what? Well put. You, you just get the sense of, uh, well, destiny isn't the right word, but a lot's going to be decided up at, the, at Fair Park here in a couple of weeks. Uh, undefeated. Texas undefeated. They're getting all the glory. They're getting all the presents. They're getting all the flowers. They're number it's, it's, three. Going, it's hard not to look forward to next week, though. If you're Texas and you're OU, OU has to play Iowa State. Texas has to play a Kansas team that did just beat them in Austin in 2021. So, yeah, I think what you're with the you know Venables and Sarkeesian are coaching against this week is just that coaching more against like, hey, let's be, let's stay focused, let's stay locked in. We'll worry about the Texas State fair. And we'll worry about OU next week. Let's just stay locked in on these opponents. That's that's the biggest task for both of those coaches this week. But no, Texas looks really good, man. But until they do it, until they get into a playoff, hell, win a Big 12, then I'll be like, hey. And if you win the Big 12, more than likely you'll be in the playoff. And then that's when I'll, you know, call off the dogs. But until then, uh, you're just Texas and you make $200 million a year. Can either Texas or OU, now granted they're a long way away, but can either Texas or OU get into the f- playoff with a loss? I'm not sure they can. That depends on what goes on around them, Rob. This, That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Because I think this is like the first year that every all four teams could have one loss. Maybe. And, uh, but the, the off problem, of eating each other, you know, off of self-carnage, off conference carnage. Texas needs to be a huge Bama fan. And vice versa. Like, I think Bama, I think Bama yeah. needs Texas to win out as well. But I think if, but I, and again, my SEC is going to hang out and flap in the wind here. I think if you're Bama, if you come out of the SEC West and you win the SEC title, hell, you could have two losses. Oh yeah, you're going yeah, to the yeah, 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 for sure. But I think Texas needs to be undefeated, or if they do get a loss, whether if it has well, to if be the OU. only OU, right. anybody else, you ain't going for sure. Well, see, this is the thing. I saw TCU get in last year with a loss in the Big 12 championship game. But nobody counts the Big 12 championship. For whatever reason, it doesn't seem to matter. So then they can have a loss. But I think it's different. I think Texas has to be undefeated. Not if TCU didn't. They're not. I know. TCU got in with one loss. I think Texas can as well. I think there's a sting about letting TCU in. I think they made a mistake. And I think looking back, it was. Because Bama had two losses, and most pundits thought that Bama with two losses should have been in the Final Four after seeing what happened to them against Georgia. So I think that would have been a better opponent. 
And I think they vote as a voter, if it was me, I might still be reticent about a Big 12 rep, unless there's no way I can say no. Unless it's undefeated, you beat Bama, you did everything you could, you're in. But you, you, beat, you beat Bama, you lose to OU, and then it's iffy. Even if you win. No way. Be, they got, be, they, hold, the they hold so much weight. Look, I, I, the committee wants Texas in. Do they? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's one of those brands. Does the committee want Ohio State in? Yes. Does the committee want Michigan in? Yes. Well, we only got one left. Take your pick. Does well, obviously both go. I think the there's 10. I think there's look, I think the committee has a list of seven to eight. There we go. Again. They have a list of seven to eight schools that travel really well and that will watch the game no matter what. Because at the end of the day, don't be fooled. The committee's not in there saying, Oh, you know, we just want the best football teams. No. They want the teams that are going to travel across the country. They want the teams that are going to tune in no matter what. And they want the teams that have national brands. So there's about seven, eight teams that the committee say, yeah, yeah, come on in. We, we, we we're like you in Texas is one of those. So considering what I saw, yes. I mean, they let Cincinnati in undefeated. They'll never do that again. <laughs> Why? They were, they weren't, you know, they weren't as bad as what TCU was in the yeah. final. And that's why this whole coalition thing happened. That the, the, uh, yeah, we'll let one of the power, the group of five in. Why does we'll just let Notre Dame in? They're both going to go down. Damn. Notre Dame lost like four days ago and you haven't got off of them. Well, I'm just Earlier saying. in the day, you had the 10 players on the field blast, and now here you come with They're saying the that. the best 10-player defense in football. Yeah, that's unfortunate, and that cannot happen. That's one that, as a coach, you take the blame for. Not when your quarterbacks end up in the red zone. Last week, uh, as Texas A&M gets ready to play Arkansas in Jerry World, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas took care of BYU. They're they're a good football team. I, when you look at what A and M is, the question just comes down to the execution on the offense. And who what, is is it going to be Max? Going to be Brent, who, Who's playing? I don't think it matters. Excuse? Did did you see the game? I watched some of it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watched 60. I didn't. I wasn't sitting I mean, in the I'm hot sun. I'm just saying, um, Wegman went down. You're, you're a little cocky. No, I'm just no. There's no there's no joy, and if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one kind of thing. They're okay. both the same. One's left handed. One's right handed. One gets to throw passes to his brother. Threw a touchdown pass to his brother. But the offense flowed both ways. I, I, I'd much prefer to see Wegman. I, I I think they were a better team with him. But Max Johnson is not a a letdown. The Aggies have the same problem the Cowboys do. And they can't stop the run. Which is weird with that with the recruiting class that's now sophomores. Right. There are uh, not just sophomores. This has been a top 10 recruiting. Everybody has been, been top 10 the so entire juniors time. juniors, too. Throw so them there, in there as well. There's a lot of def- – uh, we talked defensive linemen as uh, McElroy brought up the defensive line for the Texas Longhorns. Um, yeah. Arkansas hung with LSU they, last week. They did. That, that, that is a uh, – that's a good football team that whenever you play Arkansas, especially at, when it's a and Neutral. The neutral field, whether you win or lose, you're going to feel it next week. Both teams have difficulty the week well, after. Jerry making him some money this week, huh? Arkansas and AM Saturday, Cowboys Patriots Sunday. God in this. In Can more? we please end playing? It should Arkansas. be home and home. Yes. I don't I don't I don't get that. I, I get you trying to, you know, formulate some type of rivalry and like make it neutral feel, kind of give you the Texas OU feel. But nobody see, nobody sees it in that light. It's not. No it's one. never going to be that. Let's not pretend that we can make it that. And stop letting Jerry bring his Arkansas guys into Dallas and use it to recruit. Do you know what you're yeah. doing here? You let the devil, the, the, the fox into the hen house. You're letting them in. 
He's he's playing football games with his Arkansas football team about ten yard ten miles from Duncanville. You know how much I talent comes out of Duncanville High School. Yeah, that's you your owner. How, you don't want his. You, you, you don't want his alma mater bringing his Arkansas suey pig types into Dallas. That's your owner. His money and pulling talent to Arkansas. Look, I I see where you're coming from. No Dallas or Houston kids want to go to Arkansas, and they shouldn't. And if you do, it's uh, still a bill that I have pending. If you, know, you like, leave and right. play out of state, here we go. And you go pro, you owe the state of Texas the cost of your education. Well, then, well, then tell the Texas teams to make formidable teams that Freddie can stay at home and play for. Uh, you, you go away. We need the money. Either way, I'll take the wins or the check. Either way, you I'm know, happy with you. It's but- like Dan Landing said. You know, I don't remember any kids growing up saying I want to go to Colorado. And I don't. I haven't heard many kids growing up saying, "Hey, man, I can't wait to go play for Arkansas." So I think you're okay, man. I think you'd be all right, bro. It drives I me crazy. You. It really is a ridiculous premise, and it it feeds the narrative for A and M. It just what's the narrative? You can't. You don't have a big enough game to play in the state fair, so you make up your own against Arkansas, yeah, which I is already know. a kind of rival, but it ain't. It ain't that big a deal. I think it would be better. I think it would be better home and home. Yeah, trust me. Like, you know those Arkansas fans get a little crazy out A and M. They see that A and M maroon come up there. I'd, I, I think it'd be a little bit better. Uh, UTSA taking the the weekend off. Yeah, they got they are idle. A well earned break. Yeah, coach got to talk to him Monday. You had to run that day. Um, seemed to be in the best spirits he could possibly be possibly be in. But it's just the last couple of years the injury bug have really bit him. And again, I don't know if anybody that's played a tougher four non conference games than. Houston, Texas State, Army, Tennessee, like, you know, so they should be ready to hit AAC play when they travel to Temple next week. Did uh he mention quarterback health? He 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 ducked around Frank. He tiptoed around Frank, but he said he liked what he saw from McCall. And, you know, Marburg was just running for his life. <laughs> and that's what happens when they're but most of your offensive linemen are hurt. Ask Coach Mike McCarthy. So, at what point? And this is a, a, a question I hate do even not bring up. do this. I know where you're going. Go ahead. At what point do you decide we got to start working on a quarterback for next year? That we just leave whoever that is in. See, you know what? I, I think it's a fair question if you weren't talking about the prince of the city. I agree. I Since agree. he's the prince of the city, I can't ask him to come back for year seven and then say, "Oh, hey, man, I'm about to get McCown the rest of the reps this season." Now the thing, only thing about it is, this is a turf toe issue, from what I'm told, Frank. Those things uh, take a. That's probably a question we should have asked, Doc. I hate that we didn't. You know, this whole turf toe thing with Frank, or whatever the injury is, it's one of those injuries that is tricky. I will say this: there are. But two I like things. what I saw from McCown, though. I, I like, I, I, and Marvin yeah, can, can drop a dime. No, he's getting all that elusive. I, speaking to turf toe. There are two things that are not properly named that don't imply it makes the no fear sense. that is required. The flu. You think the flu is like a cold. It ain't. If you've had the flu, you know. <laughs> and turf Death. toe sounds like, oh, I got a little scratch. Turf toe. I, I've I've had some tendonitis. I've never had true diagnosed turf toe. But any yeah. the, the people that I have known that have, it is debilitating. It's not just a little bit of pain. It is a broken rib on your foot. So everything you do, every time you move your foot, it hurts. It's it was the most painful injury I've ever seen anybody go through. Hmm. Well, Dion ended up losing toes because of it, because he didn't take care of it because he played on it too long. And next thing you know, your feet never get better. 
And, you know, next thing you know, you're getting a couple of two or three toes amputated. But I think UTSA, according to Jeff Trailer last this past Monday, and then looking at Frank Harris's Twitter yesterday, I don't know where it's coming from because it ain't coming from us, but they taking some heat. You know, Coach Coach Trailer was like, hey, man, you know, a lot of people got a lot of negative stuff to say about us. And then yesterday, Frank was like, dude, sometimes I wish I had a burner account for some of y'all. So I, I had no idea UTSA had graduated to being the somewhat critical fan base. You know how you gradually get to that point? You know, I thought we were still in the honeymoon phase, Rob, where it's just like, hey, man, we're happy to be here. This hey, is- man, we're all right. Hey, last year was great. I guess when did UTSA fan become UT and A&M fan and start criticizing Coach Trailer and Frank Harrison, the UTSA Roadrunners. I, I love this. When? Because this is, you know, they have like the seven stages of grief. Right. But you got all right. the, to become a primary football program, you're going to have to get past the fact that you're asking for money from your fans and your alumni at every opportunity. You're sending them letters once a month. We right. need money. We need money. And then they're going, if I'm sending money, what's this losing stuff? What? <laughs> Well, I mean, yes. I'm, I'm, I don't damned my, if you do. You uh, damned yeah, if you don't. I, I lost. I lost Zakari. I missing one of my other best wide receivers. Frank Harris is hurt. My offense line is hurt. Like, what are we complaining? You about? You want me to be part of the runners up organization and write you a hundred dollar check once a month in this collective, and you ain't giving me wins? What? Wow. You better man. give me some wins to be proud of, or I'm gonna pull that Texas State shirt back out of my drawer. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody has Texas State gear. Where do you even get that? It ain't even on Fanatics. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go to Fanatics and say, hey, let me look up some Texas State. Gear. <laughs> we got what the, some old who the hell, Texas who the hell makes that? Uh, that's a waste of cotton. Coming back, there needs to be a T-shirt manufacturer. There needs to be one made that says National Morning Show Day is September the 27th. We're celebrating. Are you? We're going to tell you how you can. Coming up next, it's R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. This is appropriate. <clears throat> what was this? Uh, celebrate. Let's yeah. celebrate. Let's celebrate. Why not? Good times. It's National Morning Show Host Day, a day we didn't even know existed until about three and a half hours ago, but we're going to do it the right way. Please all celebrate appropriately. Seriously, what we're asking is just to show the boys who, you know, that we have our own day. Uh, uh, jump on the uh, socials. We know you're active. Uh, say, uh, wish us a happy morning. Or your favorite morning show. Heck, it could be somebody else. Just tag us in there. Just no, to don't show tag us in nobody else. I ain't going to say. I'm not going to be Brian uh, Schottenheimer or Mike McCarthy. I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, don't you could do be that. tweeting out to, uh, and, and wishing, uh, like, Chancellor a good morning. We're Chancellor a friend. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you know? Dave. I like Dave. Um, For me, Sarah over on uh, Cannes. She's a good friend. Uh, who's Sarah who? For Ghani? I don't know her personally. I know who wonderful she is. Lady, wonderful really? woman. Good, good person, friend. Yeah, it's wonderful. All the all good people on both sides. Wish them all um, a good morning. We do a hard job. Um, for me, it was always uh, because of my mom. I was big Tom Joyner. Oh, well, yeah. Tom Joyner Morning Show. That's one oh, of the reasons I'm oh, in radio. Oh, it's the Tom Joyner. Remember when Tom used to do two shows in two Dude. cities and flew all day? The hardest working man in radio. Because he was, yeah, he he was the original Jason Minix. He logged more Southwest minutes. <laughs> yeah, but so, he was getting paid to do it. He wasn't yeah, going and, to the shows. Um, and for me, on the on the sports side, it's got to be Mike and Mike, legendary tandem up. And you know, until the end when you know Greeny finds like, hey man, I want to do my own thing. But Mike and Mike was a great show. I'm getting some breaking news. We were talking oh, Aggie really? football on just a second ago. Uh, it appears that uh, Connor Wegman' this season is done. What? 
that what was assumed. Yeah, I should have let the stinger go by. I want to thank my son, Jack Thompson, another fine good Aggie, uh, just texted me a, a, a tweet from Billy Lucci. Said tough news for AM football. Per everything I've heard since yesterday and from sources very close to the situation, quarterback Connor Wegman's foot injury is in fact a season ender for the emerging SEC star. Weight bearing bone and roughly a, a three point a three and a half month cut recovery in what appears to be a broken bone. Sounds like foot. Liz Frank. Liz Frank. It certainly points that direction. Um tough news for Aggies. But as I said, uh once Max came in. Uh, the there wasn't quarterbacking a drop off. wasn't. And now he doesn't have the same. He doesn't spin it like Wegman, but few do. Uh, it's there's a lot of teams that would end their their season, and it damn near did last year with the quarterback issues. But uh, certainly not good news for Aggies as they head into Arkansas. That uh, three and a half month recovery. Wow. So maybe bowl game? No. Oh yeah. What 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 what, 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 what bowl? <laughs> New Year's Six. <laughs> they, what are we talking about? Poolan Weed Eater Bowl, baby. Okay. Is there one of those Jamaica bowls going on that we could head toward? See, now that now I remember when um I think it was under Frank Wilson when uh, did UTSA go to the Bahamas? <laughs> they did. Played <laughs> on that looked like Allen B. Shepherd's practice field. Yeah, uh, you know, a- we can get A and M. I mean, we're home with <laughs> Aggies. If we get A and M to go to the Bahama Bowl. Hey, let's I go. think we need to cover it. You got to, you've got to keep your alumni happy and satisfied. The bowl games matter, man. Yeah, I mean, who else? I mean, come on now, we need to cover that. As as morning show hosts, the uh, the holiday that is the morning show. Seriously, uh, no, the, you know what, the dude? stranger. I'm gonna tell you. I'm I'm gonna be honest. It uh, there's 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 some mornings, <laughs> and I hate I hate being that guy because again, I look. I've been the I have, I did I did the call center for ten years, and that's that's brutal. So I don't want to complain. I don't want to complain. I'm not complaining at all. But there's sometimes when that 3.30 hits and the whole house is just like Quiet. dead sleep. I'm talking about coma sleep. And the air is cold. And then, see, that's the other thing. We haven't even got to win. In the winter, it's a whole different thing. You know, summertime, you know, it's like, okay, we we're, we leave when it's still bearable. We get out when it's still bearable. But in the wintertime, because I'm a whole... guy that likes to warm up my car. So, yeah, it, it's some, there's some mornings. And, hell, Jason Minix even told me it took him two years to get his body clock back in the right place to where he felt like a normal human being. But, again, I'm not complaining. While we're celebrating ourselves, all those people with a purpose, and you know who you are, morning crew. I know you're already well at work, halfway done with your day. You're like a Marine. You get more done before lunch. <laughs> That's true. Than most people do before dinner. Hell, I'm done before lunch. Uh, we we salute you and all you morning crew, all you uh, cement truck drivers. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's it's weird being early. people's. It's weird being people's. Um, looking to us to get them in the mood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because hell, I <laughs> I need somebody to get me. We in get the that mood. sound out. So yeah, the, we give respect to those that do this gig and and uh, and celebrate a day that is. Uh, just a couple of minutes, some news uh, that not really news. Uh, it's Wimby Wednesday. So we got we got to at least spend some time. What do you want to say about him? Um, more proof of the uh, gravitational pull that Victor Wimbayama offers. I don't know if you've heard, but that the reporter that ESPN sent to New Orleans on the uh, the beginning of the Zion era. Well, they pulled the plug on the Zion era. <laughs> that dude has been recalled and reassigned. His name is uh, Lopez, I believe. Um, Andrew I'm, Lopez. Andrew Lopez, who was there on the Zion beat, has been pulled. So we got a we got an ESPN guy des- designated to San. Antonio? Come here specifically to cover uh, your San Antonio Spurs, which Media Day is next Monday. 
uh, first NBA game is next Wednesday, I believe, and a and a preseason. It's here. It yep. is literally finally here. Uh, we heard from Austin Reeves over overnight. <laughs> um, and we don't have enough time to get into the sound. But what he said was, hey, you know, I, I like the idea of Wimby, but I knew the Lakers would match any offer, so I didn't even try. Yeah, and he said ultimately I wanted to be in L.A. No, you didn't. No, I, I think so. That L.A. actually had a really, really good offseason. Well, this goes to show that even with Wimby, San Antonio is still what not your what prime destination until Wimby proves it. You, uh, you know what? He, We've made some strides. Oh, we have. This, I like the, our city's in a better place, and that's because you know we got a lot of Cali people moving here, so they made us cooler. Look, I know San Antonio did not want to hear that. I'm trolling y'all. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm, I'm trolling. He, he turned it down uh, to stay in L.A. for less money. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Hey, coming back, the gumbo is hot. And should we let Cap play? You'll see what we're talking about next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. EDU. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with R&R in the morning. Do you like a certain amount of chaos? Conflict is good. Yeah. Yes, I guess I do. You know, I like healthy chaos. I don't like the BS. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. The Blitz is live today at Texas Cheer Liquor Number 9. That's Calabra and 1604. Come out and see us. We'll be talking Longhorn football with Bob Ballou and Jane Slater will give us the latest on the Dallas Cowboys and how they recover from that loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Fellas, do you know what today is? It's hump day. Nope. It's far more than that, Joe. It is National Morning Show Host Day. Yes, we are being celebrated the way that we should, and we ask all of you to celebrate us. Yeah, do that. You know, we'll take just about anything. It doesn't take much. Believe us, we don't. We don't get much. Three, give me three. Yeah, man, we'll take it. Uh, we do. Thank you guys for listening, and wherever you are, uh, keep us dialed in. You can go other side of the world, and you can listen to us on sasportstar.com. It's just that easy. Uh, thanks for dialing in, uh, watching us on the YouTubes, and that. Make sure you're like listening and sharing and doing all the appropriate stuff. Hey, we're playing golf on Monday. We're excited to be there, and we're excited to see you. Uh, but to be there, you're going to have to get yourself signed up. What's that? YouTubers always got jokes. Josh yeah. Menez, happy morning show day, guys. Hope Rudy gets those six inches he wanted. Yeah, I always wanted just about six inches. That's six all we're chasing. About about inches, man. We just truck asked. lift. Truck lift, you children truck lift good lord give till it hurts yeah rudy's known as the tuna can you'll figure that out later san antonio sports for, uh, golf classic is coming up on monday it's brought to you by the law offices of jesse hernandez we call him the texas chonkla you just need to call him when you need him flight by yingling twin peaks the renewal by anderson meritage homes and don't forget the post party out at blitz uh, out at the slacker sports and arcade bar the l- finest bathroom in all the land uh, they're at uh, 281 and Thousand Oaks, the brand new. All of this benefiting, of course, the Lupus Foundation of America. Your help helps them. We want to see you out there Monday. And I can't stress it enough. We got just a few left. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's fine. That's it. Uh, don't come calling me uh, to win your last foursome. Go uh, join uh, the Blitz tomorrow night as they continue their tours around San Antonio. Slackers out there at North Star Mall. It's the Golden Tee Tournament time. It starts at 6, and the champ's going to win themselves a four-pack uh, to go play golf on Monday. We also have your chance to win uh, a, a team of four, uh, let's see, the WWE SmackDown tickets. Uh, that's all at uh, Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. Should be a good time. Yeah, we're having a good time. The... Uh, New York Jets are in terrible situation, and it's only getting worse. You got your 
most famous Jet player of all time, throwing your quarterback under the bus, making fun of him for throwing the ball, sitting on his butt. You got uh, defensive players upset that they're not help getting any help. They're you, getting the Florida treatment, like you know, with the Florida documentary on Netflix, where the the defense was like, "Hey, why don't you cuss at Tebow like you cuss at us?" It, it, it's starting to feel like that. But if I'm the Jets, why am I panicking? I have the built-in excuse that is the Achilles of Aaron Rodgers. Like if I'm coming, to, I'm like, "Hey, dude, we put all of our eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket." Yes, we're about to struggle. What would like? Why is Robert Sala playing this game with the media like they still think they're gonna win? No matter if it's Kaepernick, if it's Trevor Simeon, no matter. Like, just tell them. Like, look, we based our entire office, who we hired at offensive coordinator, around Aaron Rodgers. That walked out. Well, that got walked out on crutches out of the building when Aaron did. There's no reason to play this game with the with the media. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're still trying our best to win. No, you're not. And and no one thinks you are. It's dumb. Is Nathaniel Hackett like? Did he build a house on an Indian burial ground at some point? Does he have some <laughs> sort of icon that he found surfing in Hawaii in his back pocket? Because what he did, what happened to him in Denver, and what happened to him in New York, it's just inexplicable. I mean, my God, yeah, what yeah, out yeah, of the frying yeah, pan yeah. into the fire? He's had a few, he's had a few. Uh, the last couple of years have been rough. Um, should they allow? Colin Kaepernick and his old ass yes. to come and work out. He wrote a finely worded, well-placed letter to the New York Jack organization telling why. They should just let him come get on the practice, practice squad. squad. I mean, how, come on. Like, you got to think about who we're talking about on these practice squads. You got to think about who we're thinking about when we look at third string, when we look at second string. Like, really, when we look at second string. There's about three decent second-string quarterbacks. You're being the, kind. Yeah, the rest are all practice squad guys. Why not give Cap a go? I, I mean, and, 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 and if he's awful and it's like, dude, the game is long past you by, send him back home. Now, you send- brought up an important point that RG3 talked about when he was trying to get back in. Yeah, he, has, he had a former coach. Well, not yeah, he had a coach tell him, like, man, you look great. You look like you could still play. I'd, I'd like to bring you in, but you come with the distraction. I'm like <laughs> – why? How? You're a distraction to my starting quarterback. Like, what can be more of a distraction than what's going on in New York? Like, people's teeth falling out, Aaron Rodgers still going on McAfee telling everybody to shut up and grow up, Zach Wilson's taking abuse from his own teammates, Robert Sala's under fire from his own team. It's already a walking distraction. I guess Cap does pour a little gasoline on that fire, doesn't he? He didn't help. Yeah, he would but, pour, I'm just saying if he if you brought him yeah, in. Yeah, it wouldn't help. But I think it Ooh, might actually yeah. help. It might give you just enough goodwill to bridge this gap. Right. Because, go ahead. But what I'm saying is, yes, you can easily go, you know what? This whole thing was built on Aaron Rodgers. There is no need to try to do anything else. This season's going to suck. But I'll tell you what, we'll end up with a top five. No, we won't even have a pick. We had to give those yeah, up. Yeah, had to give it but up. But Green Bay will end up with a nice pick. Uh uh, but we're going to just aim toward next year, man. It would be easy to pack things up, and I think Jet fan might go, yeah, I'm down, I get it. But you did go build a team and spend a lot of money for other positions. See, that's I, I probably wouldn't last long as a coach because my team would hate me because I'd be like, dude, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. There's no yeah, winning. Yeah, we stink. We're not going to come back. You know what I mean? We stink. There's a reason why we took a guy number two overall and then traded away our entire future for a different player because we know that Zach Wilson ain't the guy like some you know like I'm just being honest yes we're going to struggle you know and on YouTube they say cap is done so is Trevor Simeon 
<laughs> so, without the politics. So is Trevor Sims. So is Ben DiNucci. All these guys are done. Gilbert, what are you talking about? Give him a shot. So why? Why? Well, here's the point I'm trying to get at if I'm the Jets. All is not lost. I think. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Are you talking about this season? Are you talking about I the think future? you can. I think this is a team that if you truly want to compete, you can do it. You can go and fix this. There are guys out there that can help. Kirk Cousins and Tannehill are not long for where they are. Now, they ain't a, they ain't a long-term fix. They're not. No, they're just there to steady the ship until Aaron heals. And here's the thing with the Jets, because you know Jerry would be talking about it, would be entertaining it if this was the case. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, he doesn't have – the Jets are a pretty well-known quantity. But that this is a, a boat to him. This is a dalliance. Oh, yeah. The Johnson yes. family has had money for 100. They're Johnson and Johnson. All that stuff you're buying at the grocery store that's Johnson, that's Woody Johnson. So it's not, this is a boat to Woody Johnson. This, you know, Woody Johnson was the, uh, under Trump, wasn't he like the, uh, the uh, ambassador to London? Mm. I mean, we're talking about money the likes of which you can't even fathom. Woody Johnson's a strange spend name. Some, spend some money. <laughs> well, our good friend like, Peter Burns might <laughs> might also argue <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah, Woody Johnson. Uh, what the hell? Okay. You got the money. Treat it like a boat. Go buy the new motor and, and take the loss. Take Bust the hit. Bust out another thousand. Bust out another thousand, man. Woody, do that. Jerry would. I guarantee he would. He didn't with Cooper. Uh, this is different. But, but you know, different. I mean, because Cooper came in and won. Well, you see what I'm saying? this wasn't my entire franchise and future hinges on this one dude oh, in this okay. one position, and I've done everything to win right now. Go spend the money, man. Make the move, and even if you turn into the Rams and you are awful in a couple years, I think you'll buy just enough goodwill and get enough talent in your building to where that won't happen. Well, I would like to tell the Jets defense this. I don't give a damn who y'all put in. You're going to be mad at Robert Solomon about not benching them as well. Well said. You know, like that. Why don't you bench him? For who? <laughs> for who? For who, Quentin Williams? For who? What are, what are y'all mad at Robert for? Like he has options. They act like Robert Sala's sitting over there like Lamar Jackson's <laughs> on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, Josh Allen's on the bench and you, you just won't bench Zach Wilson. No, you, you signed Trevor Simeon. Y'all, and that's, I mean, it's not going to get any better, bro. You had... You had Joe Flacco last year, a Super Bowl MVP. You still stunk. It's not a lot of options. There's a reason. There's only 32 of these jobs, fellas. I don't know what y'all are mad at. And I don't know how, what Flacco's just physical abilities were last year, but I bet Simeon's right there. <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, let's just see what Cap has. Like, it, it really can't get any worse. Your owner's name is Woody Johnson, okay? It don't get any worse than that. They're playing, uh, <laughs> speaking of Woody. Uh, <laughs> what? Speaking of of Woody's, uh, they're playing in Europe this weekend, aren't they? Aren't they in London this yeah, week? So how's this Toy and Story some thing kind of working? Weird Toy Story broadcast. First of all, I love Toy Story. Me too, all man. of them. So they're kind of they're gonna. How does it work though? What are, I, they, are they gonna do? Like voiceovers? How are they implement? I remember Nickelodeon, like they actually played the game. I see that we know that that it's in London and it's a Toy Story vibe, and I know they play games on Nickelodeon, and I guess they put slime on the screen every now and then, but. Is Woody going to run across the field as like I, I, I'm I'm lost as to how they're implementing Toy Story into this London game, which you have to get up at eight thirty Central Standard Time to watch Fantasy Jacksonville players. versus Falcons. So set your lineups accordingly. I knowing that you know Disney owns 
ESPN. Okay. And uh, pick, this is is Pixar under Disney umbrella? I think there's something this there. this is Pixar. But know. I'm just seeing the entertainment value of the, the melding of two entertainment things, the movies and football. The, the, it's complete now. They're yeah. going to be laying... Like the characters I'm are going to have player voice. It's going to be something interesting to watch. That's uh, I mean, well now they got women with Taylor Swift joining the NFL family. So now let's go after the kids. So and I liked the the uh, Nickelodeon versions of that coming up this weekend. So we heard it from I guess it was Minix that reminded you that the Bears what this I are prom- dogs to a seventy point loser. You know what? I, I bet I'm willing to bet a mortgage payment, which ain't much. I'm willing to bet a mortgage payment that we talk more bears than any station in America. Even the you bears guys, flesh. yeah, even in Chicago, they don't talk about the bears as much as we do. I got Joe coming after me. I got Jason. I got Pledge doing TikToks about the bear. I got our digital guy Ryan talking about the bears. Like, damn. It's a. It's the. Uh, at least we ain't them. But how are they a dog? I. If I who owns the Bears is it the what's the family that owns it? Whoever the family is that's owned them forever. Yeah, it's not McCaskey. That's the that's the uh, White Sox. Oh, so these players, your son texts me. The players will be shown as characters. Yeah, th- I don't so know how they're going to lay so the technology so over. You're telling me that you're just going to have yeah the hat McCaskey. It is the McCaskey. So basically, Trevor Lawrence. Will be Woody when he drops back. I don't want. That. I see. I can't. I don't want. Like, I can't fathom see, how this the, is going to work. Now I saw the punter for the Jags was doing it. Like, okay, I'm cool with that. But I don't want to see so Travis Etienne get Nick Chubbed, get yeah. Woody folded. I don't want to see on that. a cart. Well, well, they they I want a real football game. Well, there is that, but a real football game like eight thirty in the morning in London is that real? Well, I'll tell you this: my four year old isn't going to be like Dad. This was cool. No, she's still going to be on her iPad. Watching makeup tutorials. If I'm McCaskey, whoever the, the the chief dude is with the Bears, right? And I wake up on Wednesday morning and I see my team a dog to a team that just got boat raced, not just kind of beat, humiliated to a team that hadn't done squat in two years. I'm firing everybody in the room. I am, I am I am becoming a Steinbrenner. I'm becoming that dude. Let me ask you this. What's worse, getting beat by 50 or getting put 70 up? I think 70 <laughs> looks worse. In a football game, you, so you let somebody. So okay? Well, that's bad. But at least you held them to 50. Could have been worse. You could have scored 14 and gave up 70. I think that's, I think that's I first know. take worthy. Is it worse to get 70 put up on you or get beat by 50? I would say as an Aggie, I've been on the side of both of those. Uh, I took an OU whooping like 70 to nothing, so I got both. Oof. Half the team quit on an airplane on the flight home. Brutal. I don't know how you you, – the reason we make fun of the Bears is because at least we ain't them, and everybody in the league can say at least we ain't them, even Denver. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. Like Everybody's kind of like, well, damn, you could be Rudy. Tell me what your thoughts are on Green Bay today. My thoughts on Green Bay is they're probably – Still going to have to uh, look at taking another quarterback in a later round. Because I like what I'm seeing from Jordan Love, but I don't love it. Really? I don't love it. And I and I told you, I, was, I thought he was going to have the breakout year. I thought he'd be the it boy. I'm, I'm still skeptical. I'm still skeptical. Now, keep in mind, the last two weeks, he hasn't had Aaron Jones. 
a lot of his success hinged on Aaron Jones being able to protect him. So when Aaron Jones gets back, I'll reassess it. I'll reassess it. But right now, I like it. I don't love it. And if Aaron Rodgers can get Jordan Love drafted in the first round behind him, Jordan Love can get some kid out of Western Michigan drafted in the third round behind him. So I, I, I like it. I don't love it. But, you know, this uh, the, all of their success. Hell, Aaron Rodgers' MVPs under Matt LaFleur came with Aaron Jones becoming one of the better running backs. So Jordan Love deserves that same protection from Aaron Jones, but he's dealing with a hammy. So we'll see when he gets back. I know he's dealing with a bit of an injury, though. He's going to be back. I thought the comeback win sealed it. When they came back on the Saints this yeah, past Sunday? Yeah, to me, I, I, I feel that, you that was it. You, I'm in. Uh, you've convinced me. You you went against a very good team, a good defense at that. You I'm had high. everything against you, no running back. I like Jordan Love a lot. I, I, again, I was pra- again, I'm a Bear fan. I was high singing to the high praises of Jordan Love, and I still think he can do something because I love Matt LaFleur. I think Matt LaFleur's game planning and play calling is phenomenal. One top five, top six play callers in the league, but he needs Aaron Jones to get back. I left that game thinking that well, your quest uh, is done. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, okay, they're finally going to lose. You know, well, they're they're going to lose this game, and nope, the Saints wet the bed. That this team uh, is it too early to say that the winner of this comes out of the North? Yeah, is it too early? Because it no, certainly feels I don't that think way. It's too early. I don't think it's too early. I had the I had Green Bay win in the North. You have them, even though Detroit is the you know everybody Sancha. We all like Detroit. We're all high on Detroit, but. I picked Green Bay before the season started. I got to stand on it. So far, what's the best story apart from Ooh, the best story in the NFL? I'm probably going to say, gosh, Rob, that is a hell of a Miami Dolphins. I think Miami because it's fun, or or, or maybe Philly coming off a Super Bowl loss, being three and zero. I don't know, or 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 is or Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I don't know. I want you to contemplate where we are today. In in the sports world, the two primary names, the two biggest names in sports, are Deion Sanders, who really hasn't been much of anything to anybody in 30 years. And Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift. That's what happens in the post-Tom Brady era. That's where we are. No Tom Brady. The biggest stories in football you so you so you so you do feel like Dion is the biggest story in, in sports, right? No question about I, it. I, that's what I said. That's what I said. I was told it's like third, fourth down the line. No, <laughs> thank you. He, what on his own? Just the story of him in Colorado. Yeah, we've seen this before, but it's the timing of it. It is and it, who he, is, he the, is. He is the quintessence. Everybody, take a shot. He is the quintessence of this moment. He sums up everything that college football has been pointing at for the last three years. Thank you, Rob. He he is that guy. He sums up everything he was at Florida State, everything that it takes to be prime time, and what uh, Brock Atlanta Braves, Cincinnati Red, all that cowboy, and he's a cowboy. That helps for us. And he's walking around in a cowboy hat and trying to trademark slogans and, and getting money hand over fist. He represents that. Right. He represents the modern athlete. He represents modern. He is by far the biggest story. And then you take that and you add on what Taylor Swift has done for the NFL. And I don't know if this is an existential moment. I don't know if I'm college football where I'm looking around going, is this really the story we want? And if I'm the NFL, am I going, it, 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 Taylor Swift? We own a day. Yeah. We own a day, and it took Taylor Swift to add 300,000 followers to the, more, the most famous tight end to ever walk the planet.
and the second worst game of the weekend behind Broncos Miami got 24 million people to stay tuned in and they were all 12 years old to 29 years old females. Shout out to the NFL, man. That's why y'all are king. Hey, I'm I'm all for it, but yeah. I I you wonder and I wonder as they as they set, what's the uh, ad campaign for the the Cowboys? Right, you can't script this, can't make this up, or whatever right. it is. Can't make this up. You can't make this up. No, you cannot. You cannot make up the fact that Taylor Swift has vaulted the NFL into truly worldwide premise. I mean, that's it is truly a strange Travis world Kelsey's we live in. Clothes are selling out. New Balance is selling all their shoes out. The worst shoe. It's crazy. I, I mean, love it though. It's just the beginning of a full sporting day. If you're not scheduled to go by. And see the boys at Texas Cheer Liquor. You're not doing it right. We'll see you out on Calabria this afternoon.